Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sans Pants Radio, embracing life. Hey everyone, a few quick announcements to make now that we're back from the UK. Dinosaur Universe, the third installment to our Dinosaur Saga, is now available to purchase as an MP3 download over at sanspantsradio.podkeep.com or you can grab the whole trilogy as a USB tape over at audiobooksontape.com. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's an RPG that Jackson ran for myself and Dusha using a system. Just search for Dinosaur Park on iTunes or wherever you find middling to okay podcasts, and you can listen to the first adventure for free. Also, Tea Public is having a big old sale of all their teas, including ours. So, if you've ever wanted some sweet Sans Pants merch, now's the time to do it. Just head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash sanspantsradio and peruse what we have on offer. All the links will be in the show notes. Now, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Plumbing the Death Star, where we ask important questions like, what is a Jumanji? I watched Jumanji recently, and not too long before that, the film Zathura, which I guess is ah. a sequel to Jumanji. Ah. Uh, oh, I see. And I've got beef. <laughs> I've got horrendous beef. I with both see this movies. is an episode where me and Dusha are just going to be strapped in. Mm. Yep, sweet. So, Jum- <laughs> so Jumanji it's won. It's like a roller coaster with no brakes, and <laughs> it's all downhill. At the end, and then a jump. me with my fist ready to punch you when you slide into the station. So at the start of Jumanji 1, or the Jumanji before the Zathura, uh, it starts... Hang on, quickly, just before... I'm just going to clarify. So from now on, Jumanji, the film we've already seen, the 1995 classic is now known as Jumanji 1. Well, there's the sequel. Jumanji 1 in brackets before (laughs) Zathura. So do you reckon now the series is going to be the Jumanji trilogy? Yeah, Jumanji, Zathura, Jumanji 2. Yeah, that's how it goes. Anyway. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Thank Jumanji you 1 starts in 1860. 1860. Yeah, there's a prologue where two cowboy kids are burying the wonderful game of Jumanji in a, some mud for Robin Williams to later find and very satisfyingly pull out of a wall in the quarry that's being built in front of his dad's shoe factory for reasons unknown. <laughs> shoe factory doesn't need a oh, quarry Oh, no, to this is coming on. back to me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't well, seen Jumanji in ages. He's getting yeah. bullied by some neighborhood rowdies. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 1860. Yeah, 1860, which is when the first board games... Well, really? In America, when they were being invented. Here's a story about why board games are the way they are. So, yes. Um, so... There's this fella, right? And he makes, like, posters of Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Okay. But 
It's a beardless Lincoln because it was before Lincoln had his trademark beard. But everybody loved them and he did quite a good trade because everybody mm. wanted to be like, I love my president. Give me a, his picture. <laughs> then one day, a little... Was he a handsome boy when he's cleaving? He was never a handsome boy. All right, Lincoln's then. face looked like a fucking... I don't, I don't even know. He looked like a gargoyle. Anyway, <laughs> one day a little girl says to Lincoln, yeah. you would be sick with a beard. People would vote for you. Everyone would think you're so handsome. So he gets a beard. But that means that old mate with his beardless be- Lincoln uh, paintings or whatever they were, phonographs, I don't know, they're useless to him now. I like everyone... that there was a whole business being like, I want a picture of a lad, a politician. I want to hang a picture of a politician in my it's, house. It's so weird to think that you might go into someone's house and be like, man, sick Lincoln head. Yeah. Like, that's mad. Good I just going to go off a rant. Like, why would anyone carry anything with a depiction of a, like, uh, a poli- oh, wait, money. Yep. Money has, <laughs> that's what, never that's mind. the money. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so go this on. guy now with his, his useless Lincoln photos, he's like, what am I going to do? Uh, and at that time, nobody had any fun board games. All the board games were just garbage. Mm. And he's like, well, what if I come up with board games? Like, what if I make a new board game? That's what I'll, I'll put onto my fucking pressing thing instead of Lincoln posters. <laughs> so he makes, I think it's called the Checkered Game of Life. And it's the very first board game that is ever created. And it goes off like fucking crazy because people are like, oh, this is great. We're in like, you know, fucking pre-Civil War America. This is mad. Civil War hits, Ugh. goes down, but he makes like, uh, it becomes something that he can send away to like troops so they can entertain yeah. themselves. Um, and then when the Civil War ends, everyone's like, you know like, what These was are... the worst about the Civil War? The boredom. boredom. <laughs> you know, just um, the waiting around. Like, oh my God. Nothing to do. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like, it wouldn't have been great. <laughs> but yeah, so and that, that's why all of our board games, even to this day, are like hmm. the size of like why Monopoly board is the size it is, is because that was the size that you had for your Lincoln poster. All right. Then. Anyway, the board Jum- game from yes. Jumanji is not like those board games. So the board game is not Lincoln. No, it's not Lincoln shaped. Okay, so I it's guess it's carved from wood. The ho- is it the, the board- game for those mm. who seek to oh, find a way to leave the world behind? Right. Okay. So deep. <laughs> so okay. So obviously it was invented before 1860 because that's when these like cowboy kids found it and yeah. buried it. So the cowboy kids had a. It was clearly not guess- mass produced because if it had been mass produced, like. The the fucking wholesale destruction that would have come from that. Well, so I I, I want to know who made Jumanji. Where did it come from? Where, Where did, did it go? go? Where did it come from? Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> He's like, look, another problem I have with Jumanji, right? Yeah, and we'll get to this, I'm sure. See, this is uh, what Jumanji looks like. I'm showing the gang. So if everyone just heads to game. their favorite search engine and types in Jumanji, you'll find it. <laughs> okay, so I want to point out that on the cover, being it good, we've got a rhinoceros yes. on the bottom left, an elephant on the yes. bottom right, uh, some kind of monkey deal on the yes. top right, and a, a hunter, a, f- a fella, Van Pelt. Yes, okay. top left. His name is not printed there. But Jackson just pointed and said Van. Van Pelt. Van Pelt being the oh, hunter that attacks Robin Williams. Yeah. So game. that like that look, it's professionally carved. It's all very nice. Mm. It's all very manufactured quite well. There's a little love and craft to that. Absolutely, but also so, wear and tear. But I guess it's been buried. For it's like been a, buried for like hundred years and like but no color fading. No, color, that's true. But like at eighteen sixty, they buried it. But clearly, there was. Who had did they find it? Well, I don't question. know because if they're or was it made it, in eighteen sixty? I no, because the, the kids are burying in eighteen sixty. So yeah. who gave it to them? Because if they got that could be the first burial though. I don't know though because it seems weird to be in the cowboy times having a Jumanji adventure. Well, something I want to know is the idea of the the, the great white hunter. You know, the fellow yeah. with his white safari suit and his pith helmet. When is that? From? Oh yeah. When is like that a? Uh, uh, so wh- when do you go and in, in, into the jungle? Yeah. Into the when was that Africa? a big thing? Uh, you know I'm what I mean? Up like pith, pith helmets is where I'm and... looking to to find out where that started. 
because I do not think it was cowboy times. Yes, 19th century origins, but that's not what it... Oh, okay. So, they were first introduced... They first appeared in India during the Anglo-Sikh Wars in the 1840s. Yeah. Okay, so... That's what I'm talking about. I reckon it has been produced in the 1840s or thereabouts. I know, but see, the the idea of what we know of as a fella in a pith helmet is 1899 to 1948. That's that's where that guy comes from, your your classic um, safari, you know, It's the turn of the century. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, is it uh, before its time? Yeah, heaps before its time. Just the idea of, like, this version... Oh, was this, like... You know, this was this was where it all began. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> this was like this guy who made this or lady who made this were like, nah. This, this is, is a this sick is, idea. This is, gonna, right this is gonna come. You know, this is, this is gonna happen. This is this was it. Something I think that's also pertinent to point out is that Jumanji mm. or wherever Robin Williams ends up when he he gets sucked into the yeah. board game isn't a real place. It's it's a what? fucked nightmare version of. The jungle, because Robin Williams is like, oh, you think it's fucking tough here. There's a great scene in the movie where Robin Williams and... Uh, what's the name of the, the lady in that film? What's, what's her actor? Let me just look it up. Oh, so Kirsten Dunst? Well, no. Well, Kirsten Dunst is there. <laughs> no. Um, Bonnie Hunt. Uh-huh. Right? Bonnie Hunt's like you, because if you'll recall in the film... Uh, Robin Williams and Bonnie Hunt are playing the game. Robin mm-hmm. Williams gets... The, first, they summon bats. Yes. Then Robin Williams gets sucked into the game in a whirlwind, and yes. Bonnie Hunt's like, yeah, and runs away. Then they yes. meet up again 26 years later when Rob Williams has been brought out by Kirsten Dunst and Bradley Pierce. Yes. And <laughs> Bonnie Hunt, they meet up with her again because they need to get her to keep playing the game, and mm. she's like, you piece of shit. Do you know how traumatized I've been? And Robin Williams is like, I've been in a nightmare jungle for 26 years. And she's like, well, I had it rough too, because that was rough when you disappeared. No, 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 Robin Williams had it rougher. He had uh, it worse. He was in a nightmare jungle. Although, you know, or you had to explain why a mate of yours went and disappeared. Yeah. That's... Everybody thought that his dad killed him, apparently. Oh. <laughs> Which is grim. But yeah, so he doesn't go to, like, a real place. He goes to a nightmare jungle. So, like... So where is that? Is that in the game? Is it like a virtual reality world that sucks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know. Well, we can take from... You're right about the virtual reality thing. I mean, hard to imagine a virtual reality being invented in 1840. Yeah. But, I mean, the new Jumanji is a video game. That's true. But it's apparently the same world as the Jumanji in Jumanji. Uh, so I guess it is a virtual, but well, not virtual reality, maybe just alternate dimension. It seems like, and this is where we bring in Zathura as well. A but- portal to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if I had the option of going to Zathura or going to Jumanji, I'd choose Jumanji. Because Zathura, I mean, no, i choose Zathura. <laughs> Jumanji just is like, seems like a hell. He, he just lives. by a jaguar. Yeah, at least in Zathura, you're in your house in space. Um... But yeah, so it seems like in Jumanji they go to like a nightmare version of, of the jungle, and in Zathura they go to a nightmare version of space. So, is Just it space, like? Really? Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. What I keep thinking is like, is the space from Zathura the space above the jungle from Jumanji? You know well, I, mean? I would assume, yeah. Is there some board game inventor out there who has some terrifying connection to this? other world who's like <laughs> well maybe we're talking about this kind of like x-dimensional being who's uh 
like a trickster god, like yeah. a Loki kind of person who can have this like extra dimensional control, uh, and then he's just like creating these items or these like totems to trick people to use, and then to come in and to what end? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but is it to like just to fuck with mortals, just to give us the fucking grief? Yeah, maybe to give you the business. Be like, look at this dickhead spending twenty six years in a jungle. But here's something <laughs> that I keep thinking about. Yeah, what happens if I die in Jumanji? Die in Jumanji, you die in real life, surely. But at the Ooh. end, it's a closed loop. You go back to when you first started playing the game. It it. <laughs> so if we're playing Jumanji, say the three boys, the plumbing boys, yeah. I'm like, hey guys, I found this mad game. We're gonna play Jumanji. Yeah. Fucking throw risk off the table. <laughs> this is the game. Put that in the bin. We're playing this sweet playing- Jumanji. Fuck yes. Uh-huh. And then uh, through the course of the game, fucking Joel Dusha gets eaten by a jaguar. Bye. Got me. Wow. <laughs> and then we finish the game. Yeah. Does Joel Dusha come back? Well, because if he goes back to the start, then yes. Where'd he go? Goodbye. <laughs> Because here's another really okay. Sp- so no, but no, but okay, okay. Here's this. Yeah. Here's this for an idea. So this is just basically a game within a game. Okay, okay? So this is clearly it's like a game in the Matrix. Yep, or like a Matrix yep. type thing. So we it's a simulation already, and so that's why they can do this because it doesn't matter because it's already we're already living in a simulation. So so you're living in a simulation. You get something. Like yes. a Jumanji or a Zathura or whatever. You play a thing and then like you reset the real world, a sorry, you reset the first simulation back to what it was originally before you started the second simulation. So you're saying So that, you're a simulation within a simulation. You're saying that both Jumanji and Zathura take place in the Matrix. Um, or a or a Matrix like <laughs> creation. It's also I just had a quick read of the synopsis just to jog my memory. It's yeah. also very butterfly effect. What do you mean? So like Alan plays Jumanji. Yeah. That causes him, like, Sarah to go crazy and him to get sucked into Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Also, as a result of that, and I know this, like, this is, like, the opposite, because, like, when they don't play Jumanji and they, Alan wins Jumanji and everything goes back to normal, one of the kids from 1995's parents don't die. Yeah. Which means that Jumanji not only ruins Sarah's life by scaring her with bats, but then also stealing her friend. And sealing Alan into Jumanji. It also kills someone's parents. Yeah. No, it brings them back. What do you mean kills someone's parents? Well, as in, like, but because someone played Jumanji. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Well, what's really fucking grim is that at the end of Jumanji the movie, once they've set everything back and the timeline's good, they meet up with the kids again. But because they went back in time, they the kids don't know who they are. Yeah, because the kids have no memory of playing Jumanji. Well, of course, Why the kids they? never played Jumanji. Exactly because well, that's what I mean. Because like is this, again, it's a reset code for a simulation. And Alan and Sarah give Jim, uh, who is one of Judy's parents. Yeah. Oh wait, yes, yeah, they're brother and sister. No, they're not. I'm confused. Yes, they are. They are brother and sister. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so, they're like, don't, don't go. They're, on your they're trip. like, hey, come have a job with us. Yeah. And they don't go to the skiing trip, which kills them. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Alan and Sarah saved their life. Maybe Jumanji's not responsible for the deaths of the parents. Maybe <laughs> Alan and Sarah are just good people and prevent a death. So I'm saying that, like, you know, in, in so in the Matrix, he goes to the architect. And yeah. It's all like this is there's a reset, but it's all cycles. This is maybe is a failsafe, <laughs> like a sneaky little Easter egg in the world to like go back in time. Yeah. 
Because if if we look at the world as code, surely there's a better way to do it than a terrifying game of Jumanji. Although I do love the idea that they're like there are several matrices. Some are space, some are a scary jungle. No, no, we're already in the matrix. The matrix of the real world is that there are several little like you know, games within games, like pocket, worlds. like pocket worlds. Or so, Alan, uh, you, know, you, you ever play a, like a, a video game where yeah. there's a game within the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you go to like uh, you know. A game is a computer there, and like you enter the thing, and oh, suddenly you're playing a different game. Yeah, yeah, it's that. But then, but but it has like act- it's Easter eggs within the Matrix. Where does Robin Williams go then? He goes to another subspace of the Matrix, <laughs> basically. Here's something that his own Matrix. Well, like a level of the Matrix, kind of like yeah. how the the theory in the Matrix that like. The like Nebuchadnezzar Zion isn't is actually, not, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, not a level yeah. of the Matrix. Or some kind of, like, Inception level where it's all just different layers. He, well, you know, that would maybe explain another problem I have with Jumanji. Mm. So, Van Pelt, yes. the great white hunter, the, the, the safari dude, mm. he he is on the cover of Jumanji. Yes. Or somebody looks very similar to him. Yes. But he's on the cover in Cowboy Times, right? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Of course, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> However, he's played by the guy who plays Robin Williams' dad. Yep. And he is Robin Williams' dad because he's wearing a wedding ring in one scene and the camera lingers on it to make a point. And there's like a whole thing where his dad's like, you got to stand up to me. But if it's the Matrix, then it's kind of fine. It's just like, well, they got like a dupe of him to put in the they sub just got the same code matrix. Uh, the more, the, the, this makes more sense if this was all designed by a computer program or robots with AI who didn't quite understand some of like the idiosyncrasies of this world. Hence, why you have Jumanji coming out in eighteen sixty. Uh, I think it's eighteen sixty nine when 18, the kids are playing. Yeah, so eighteen sixty nine. So you have that, and you have the the image of the man with the pith helmet there because they're like, whatever, it's forty sixty. Who gives a shit? Whatever, it's fine. What happens if everyone dies playing Jumanji? <laughs> That, I guess game over? Yeah, but like... I, okay, so we've played Jumanji. Right. Say we played Jumanji in the studio. Dusha was eaten by a jaguar. Bye. There, there's fucking a stampede of elephants roaming around fucking where we are. The studio's in chaos. Yep. There's monkeys beating the shit out of Adam in the kitchen. <laughs> fucking, there's evil plants crawling around the whole house. There's a monsoon. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's chaos. You're eaten by a plant. Oh, no. And then I drown <laughs> in like a lagoon. <laughs> Does it reset? Or is that just like... The world now. I figured it either reset or that is the world until someone comes in and plays the game. Plays another game of Jumanji. Yeah. And, oh, but if they play it, doesn't it just reset back to when they started playing? Yeah, or does yeah. it reset back to when... Because, like... So what if, if it is... So, wait, hang on. So the two kids that played at the start in the cowboy times, what if they lost a mate? And they're like, <laughs> we're burying this fucking game <laughs> we don't in want- the hole that goes. <laughs> And like, in the imagine... TV series, it is revealed that Jumanji is sentient. You're just waiting to drop that one. Yep. Well, <laughs> also, I didn't there even was... know there was a TV yeah. series. Well, you know what? I'm just. Okay, so. It went for three seasons. What? what? <laughs> 40 episodes. It was animated. Fuck off. What? Because I, I was thinking, imagine. 96 to 1999. Because imagine if the. the... The film had ended and like they save um Robin Williams, but then get slingshot back to like cowboy times. You're like, what? <laughs> oh fuck. Because it yeah, like what happens if those cowboys kids had died? Then wh- what would have happened? I'm guessing it would have just been a reset. Surely. Surely. 
Surely it just resets to the beginning of the game, and it Jumanji's like, oh, too bad you lost, and you're like, again. fuck, I'm not doing that again. No, because if a cowboy mate died or got sucked into the game, that means that Alan would have been like, there's a cowboy mate, and it would have jumped back to 90. Yeah, that's what I'm eight, saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. You didn't read the best thing. In the series, it is revealed that Jumanji is sentient to a degree, and on occasion has sucked in Judy and Peter if they make it angry. There was quotation marks over angry. That's so scary. You've also skipped the best part, which is the paragraph above that that we've both read. It is also revealed that, like Judy and Peter, Alan would never have been able to survive his first day in Jumanji without the help, uh, without help as he possessed poor survival skills at the time. Ironically, his help came in the form of Judy and Peter from the future. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who help him survive and teach him a few of the survival tricks they've learned from him. In return, the 10-year-old no. version of Alan helps Judy and Peter return to their time, but later hits his head and forgets meeting them. No, no. No, <laughs> Fucking, no. there goes that time travel. <laughs> what? Hey. So, are we doing, like, back to the future, or, like, what kind of rules here? Because I guess it's immu- immutable, but no, oh, wait, can change the- <laughs> In the first episode, Alan reveals that there have been other players in the game throughout time, many of whom have left their toys in the cave... Uh, which is part of his home, and not all of them survived the game. Okay, so you can die. Super good. What toys does they? Does there? How many other players? Because that means that it has existed before Cowboy Time. That's what I'm saying. The Cowboys bury it, and then Alan gets it. Yes. So that's my point. Alternatively, no, 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 no. Alternatively, there is 26 years between. No, because it's the same game. Mm -hmm. They're still playing the same Mm -hmm. game when Alan comes out. Unless there are multiple Jumanji boards. Well, I mean, I guess that's when we address the Zathura issue. Yes. Zathura follows exactly the same... Yes, it does. For a second... <laughs> so at the end of Zathura, the kids come back to mm-hmm. the real... No, it's different rules. Zathura has different rules. Because their house goes to space. Yes. Yeah, but in Jumanji, your house doesn't go to a jungle. The jungle comes to you. Yes. But in Zathura, you go to space. Also in Zathura, when Zathura finishes and their house comes back down and they finish the game, Zathura, hooray, hooray, we yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah. A bike, like, it's like, whoa, we're back in the house, haha, closing credits. And, like, a bike falls from the sky to the earth, implying that the house genuinely was in space. Oh, okay. So they... They so definitely they... did. Wait, when it falls back to earth or goes back to earth, is all the pipes and connect... Are they all connected back up again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah because if you're not you just like every time you flush the toilet you just send and shit into the ground i just what what is zathura then because if you if the house well, if, if, reconnects but yeah. the bike doesn't and also time there's no no time has passed so when Z- in space. zathura is like if if because you know Robin Williams goes to the jungle. Yeah. So this is basically if the house just goes to the yeah, jungle. Yeah, I suppose. So it's, I suppose it's, it's, it's very it's similar. It's exactly the same. It's Yeah, it's very similar. We've just taken one part rather than the second part. Yeah. But if the bike doesn't, I mean, it's, it's delayed. So where was the bike when they finished the game? Where, where was the placement of the bike when they finished the game? Well, the house was in space and the bike was circling it like like a comet's ring. Okay, so if, for example, you, you had, say, three mates in Zathura or whatever, yeah. and you had, like, finished the game, but as you're doing it, you run outside and you're now, like, circling the house like uh, a okay. comet, and then, would you have just splashed onto I the suppose, ground? I suppose. I suppose it would have you, just killed The you. bike is fine. It lands, yeah? Yeah. It so it's clearly not going from a great height. Yeah, yeah. Which I suppose means the house realistically 
just reformed mm. in our reality away from the Zathura reality. Yeah, so if any, uh, it depends how where where in orbit around the house it was, because if it's not that far away, maybe it's just like up oh, there, it's blinked back into yeah, existence yeah, yeah. where so it was. It's just, and it's and, just oh, down. I, and oh, what happens if the bike had been like orbiting underneath the house? It would have just crushed. Would have just been crushed. Bike? In- I don't. Mm. Another problem I have with Zathura. It's like lucky if it was above. Yeah. yeah. In Zathura, um. So, I, I don't know if you okay. recall Zamet. You've seen Zathura, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you remember... Dak um, Shepard. Dak Shepard. So, about that. So, there's two <laughs> timelines in Zathura. Yes. Timeline one is the timeline we don't see. And that's where the two kids go to space. They see the magic comet. They get a wish. Mm-hmm. The older brother wishes for the younger brother to disappear. The fuck off, mate. He's like, get <laughs> out of here. But that wrecks the game. Yeah. Jenny Budwing fucking... Dan- Jenny. <laughs> Da- Jedi, you said. <laughs> Jedi Budwing. Jedi Budwing. I think I read Jonah and Danny, which are yeah, the actor's yeah. real name and the character's real name. <laughs> the ca- That's funny. Yeah. Danny Budwing is wing is the guy who wishes for his brother to go yep. away. That wasn't even. I just interrupted. It's not even like a. Point. All right. Just, so Jedi meant- Budwing was like, "Old mate, leave me alone. Get I hate you, brother. You, of mine. I'm brother, done with yes. You. But that fucked up the game of yes. Sathura because he, it was his turn. So he can't play, which strands him in space. And then in timeline two, the two kids get a card that brings a spa- an astronaut into their house, and the astronaut is Dax Shepard. Yeah, yeah. Which is the older brother who has spent, like Robin Williams, 26 years in space. So what happens... Is there is there a, like a, a finite amount of Dax Shepard's in space, or is there like an unlimited amount of Dax Shepard's in space? Because otherwise, what happens if there was no Dax Shepard in space and you drew the card? Yeah. Who well, would you get? I, I don't know. Nothing, I don't, I I'd don't assume. Know. Or something. So well, does that, that mean for the game to, to exist, for that rule to be there in place, that has to mean a Dax Shepard is around but, floating in space to then be allowed to come in. But what's fucked is so, that every other thing that lives in Zathura space, right, yeah. and every other thing that is spawned by the board game is... Like themed, like nineteen fifties mm. uh Ray Ray Gun Punk themed. Mm. And they're clearly native to Zathura space. Mm. Except for Dax Shepard. But is the well, moment you start playing the game you become part of the game? Well, well yeah, but also it's a very specific instance. Yeah. For Dax, you know, for, but if for da- you, what I mean, I guess what I mean what is. What I'm saying is if you have a game, right? Yeah. And you have a card which is like, say, uh summon the great behemoth, yeah. right? And you draw that card, that means that there is a great behemoth in play. That means that the game knew that there was going to be a great behemoth at some time with a possibility. Yeah, yeah. So for there to be a card, which is to summon your Dak Shepard, there needs to be a Dak Shepard in existence before the game starts. So you have that rule. So it has to happen that young Dak Shepard has to wish for his younger brother to fuck off with him. But for that to happen, he needs the game has to be in existence. So is the game controlling him to make that wish that this is possible? And is there just an infinite amount of Dak Shepherds waiting there to be drawn in? I, I think it, I think it's simpler than that because from memory, over the course of Zathura, the older brother keeps getting a card that's like you've been promoted, you've been promoted to Starfleet captain or star. So I yeah, think yeah. if you get that card, that's involving you in the game. Okay. So if it's like, oh, you're promoted, you're now this. That means that if the astronaut card comes, you will be summoned. Instead of say like a 1950s astronaut, to to okay. Help. So in Zathura space, there is like an astronaut. Yeah, and it's a random astronaut. You got to assume. However, that, yeah, if the if the like, there's like there's rules to it. Yeah, so yeah. So it's like if you are stranded, 
you become an astronaut. Yeah, which then can... But then it makes no sense because it's your younger self bringing you back. Yeah, it makes no sense. Because it was (laughs) someone else. It makes not a lick of sense. (laughs) I have an actual answer to this, but it depends how long you want to be stuck on Zathura and hurting your brain. A long time. Go. I'm here. Well, no, no, no. I mean, mine will do the opposite. Go on. I... This is going to be rare plumbing where there is an answer. Oh, all right. All right. So the astronaut that gets summoned is not a real person. So that reality never actually existed. It's a reality that the game makes up to teach the brothers a lesson to cooperate. So instead, (laughs) you don't have two timelines that intersect. You have the one timeline and a fake timeline. Yeah, a one timeline, a fake timeline, and a sentient game again. Or, yeah, (laughs) again, Matrix works out. Like, you you know what I mean? The Matrix is like, oh, yeah, we'll just generate an older person to teach you a lesson. But I gotta wonder what the game gets out of it. Because I remember when I was was discussing this with Adam, and he's like, with Jumanji, Mm -hmm. Van Pelt is there uh, because of uh, Robin Williams. Robin Mm -hmm. Williams needs to confront his dad, so Jumanji manifests his dad in the form of the great white uh, Van Pelt. But Van Pelt exists in Jumanji world from Cowboy Times Jumanji. Because yes. he's on the cover. Because he's on the cover. So what? So what's happening there? So does this Van Pelt just keep changing faces depending who rolls the dice? I, do, I don't know. I, I gotta say, I think it's just coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, can't be. That's a very rare. That's that's Unless no. <laughs> Jumanji space. By Jumanji space, I don't mean like Jumanji yeah, 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 space. Yeah. I mean like... Oop. I mean like whatever you call yeah. the world of... In Jumanji space... Is just outside of time. Yes. It has exists, to be. It exists in like a... doesn't matter. No, it doesn't have to be because time still goes by and... He oh, ages. Right. He ages. Time, time passes. Mm. Also, when he comes back to the real world, he's like, Mom, Dad, where are you? And you're like, you're 20... You're like, you, why do you think your parents will still be alive? What are you doing? Um, so so I, I feel like we've come close to settling it, but just it's still a bit beyond my reach. Okay, so you know in, in, in <laughs> Matrix Reloaded, Yes. So my memory of that is very hazy, but they had like vampires and werewolves and ghosts. Okay. Which were like holdovers from whatever they were. They were trying these systems, and they were like the Matrix, like these are stupid. They're yeah, broken. Yeah, they're trying right. like we, they, they're hunting them down. They like, come back because fuck you guys are stupid and yeah. shit. Yeah. And the Merovingian was protecting them. I want to no, say no, maybe. No. I don't know. It, that movie was a bit of a mess. It was so what if this is like that? Because they're sentient, they're just like a glitch in the Matrix or something that the Matrix had. Like, this is what a board game was. Oh, no, we were wrong. All right, <laughs> round them all up, round them all up. And these are the ones that escaped. And they sort of are acting on their own accord. And so a game, what does a game want? A game wants to be played. That's Surely. Yeah? yeah? So that's all the game wants to be doing is someone to play with them. And or- they know once they lock you in, because that's, that's how both the games work, once... Once you press the button or once you roll the dice, you're trapped. Yeah. And it doesn't actually matter what your intent is because there's so many times in Jumanji, at least, where they're like, Robin Williams like, oh, you don't have to roll the dice because Bonnie Hunt doesn't want to play. And he's like, holds out his hands. She goes to give him the dice and then he puts his hand away so that the dice roll and she's stuck in the game again. So like... The intent doesn't matter to the board game. No, it's just you the need rolling to roll of the dice. And so, the fact that it's sentient means that it definitely wants someone to play it all the time. Exactly. Like, a regular board game, like good old-fashioned Monopoly, Yeah, that doesn't exist to make us angry. That is just cardboard. But once you give sentience to a game, <laughs> it feeds off your anger. I find it very funny in Jumanji when um, Kirsten Dunst and, and Bradley Pierce, they, like, find Jumanji. 
they are so excited to play it. Even mm, though yeah. it's a board game. It's and a shitty one. <laughs> like it's not like it's no movie. Although it's just it's, like hang on though. If you found a board game in the inside of a quarry, I'd be like, no, let's crack yeah, it well, on. Well that's fucking worse. But Kirsten Dunst and Bradley Pierce just find it like in a cup. Oh they do, don't I they? just open it up and be like, this looks very boring. This looks like I roll the dice and just move the who cares, put it back. Well that's the answer to where the other children came from. In between yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, in that 26... Right. No, no, but it doesn't make sense. Because the, they can't keep playing because there are only four pieces to Jumanji. Robin Williams used the first one. Mm-hmm. Bonnie Hunt used the second one. They uh, use their pieces. It's the same game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which... Wait, that, what type of board game lets you join two players in 26 years old? No, it's... Well, I mean, like... No, rules. Only, only two roles have happened. But like Bats and you're in the jungle. <laughs> Yeah, that's I love point. that a lot of Jumanji happened because Robin Williams had a shitty role. Like he just, which is unfortunate. Like, it wasn't like, oh, this has got to happen for a reason. It's just like if you roll in Monopoly and you land on fucking, you go into jail or whatever. First roll though. You're like, ah, first roll. It's like in D and D. You're like, all right, here's the first orc. I roll, I roll a one. I stab myself through the head and yep. die. It's the same thing. You're like, oh, bad roll. I'm going to Jumanji. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hang on. If a, if a board game is sentient, what part of the board game is sentient? Can it feel? Can can it feel when I pick up the dice? Uh, Does it know I'm holding the dice? Know. What if I lose those dice and use someone else's dice? Well, that's what I was. I was thinking that as well. Whilst I was watching Jumanji, I'm like, what if you just like dropped the dice? Can you play again? Or are you just like, not too bad? No, nah, I need those dice. Yeah. I, also, I what's making so. those drum sounds? I suppose the game is it. Well, is that its voice? Dum, 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 well, look, dum, if we assume that Jumanji wants to be played, then well, it's, I mean, it's that's got a very that strategic sense. way to do uh, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the opinion that this is a system within a system, so a simulation within a simulation, and that these are old like board games or whatever that were accidentally, because the, the Matrix or the computer program that created this did not understand what board games were, and they're realizing that, oh, we made this, that was a mistake, let's random up and burn them. Or delete them in the code or whatever. Go yeah. back to the great Maybe it was just code. like a. These are like the last two that are remaining. See, I, I got another theory. Yeah. It's oh, similar no. to yours. Go on. So, you know Jung's collective unconscious? No. Right? So yeah. It's like a philosophical Explain. idea that there's like this. I don't know. Everything we think of is existing sort of like somewhere. Is this, is this kind of falls into that? Um, if there's a crossword that's. People do a crossword like a day or a week after it's already been out. You're more likely to get it. Done yeah, yeah, than... yeah. It's that same kind of idea that we're all collectively creating this. I mean, like it's it's not. This is no, you're wrong. thinking of the collective consciousness. You're mm. talking about the collective unconsciousness. They're two different things. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying basically is like, what if Jumanji? <laughs> because Jumanji is based off the idea. What well, what it seems like is this this idea people had of what Africa was right mm-hmm. before actually going there and getting an idea it's like it's a, it's an africa that doesn't exist yeah and it Zathura was is yeah. a space that doesn't exist but it's the space and the jungle and the africa that we imagine yeah back in the like because well, when did all the explorers go to africa when was like percy jackson is it percy jackson percy, Fawcett? percy, Fawcett. <laughs> percy, percy jackson, jackson is the, the lightning, lightning kid <laughs> yeah when did he go to the jungle it was like uh late 1800s early 1900s all right, so it's it's around about late eighteen hundred, so that kind of works out for the eighteen sixty. Yeah, look, it kind of it, it sort of all works together. But that's that was what was what was in the collective unconscious of humanity mm. about. So I think that when Robin Williams gets sucked into the game, he gets sucked into the collective unconscious, and that's why Van Pelt looks like his dad because he's, he's influencing in- it. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? Yeah, he's. And if the so ash- he's influencing it rather than the game is using him to influence the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. He's influencing the game itself. He's, he's okay. in the meat of the unconscious, so he can just 
you know, it's 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 mirroring him. Mm-hmm, it's reflecting mm-hmm. him, and that also he's means like, okay. So like the hunter is someone that hunts you and attacks mm. you. So who is something in your life that hunts and attacks my you? My dad. My dad, because I'm afraid of him. Yeah. Except in the end, he stands up to his dad, and his dad hugs him, and they're like, "I love you." And you're like, "That's a weird turn." Of like Van Pelt hugs him. No, no, no. Van real Pelt, dad. He's real dad. What Van happens to Van Pelt? Gets covered in paint. Oh no. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> that's how you kill a villain in, in a '90s movie: is you cover him in paint, and he's like. Pfft, Oh dear, I'm done. <laughs> they do that at a, a shopping center, but then he's about to kill him at the end, but they finish Jumanji and he gets sucked into the board game. And whereas everyone else is very happy to get sucked into the board game, Van Pelt seems to have developed a little bit of sentience because he's afraid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that scene always worries so, me because I'm like, Van Pelt, you're not real, but you're so, like Okay, so like on. in the, the Matrix. That's true. So if actually maybe he's another bit of like loose code, because again, those you he know, sounds like an agent. He, he could does. be a proto-agent Smith. Proto-Van Pelt. Mm. No, not proto-agent Van Pelt is what I meant to say. <laughs> so, okay. Because, like, what happens to Van Pelt once he gets sucked back in? And if someone else plays Jumanji, who becomes Van Pelt? And also, is Van Pelt only there to stop Robin Williams? Or well, does- so there's a, a moment in Jumanji where he's about to shoot Robin Williams, Van Pelt, but then I think Bonnie Hunt jumps in front of him and he's like, she's like, shoot me or whatever. And he's like, no. Can't shoot you. You didn't roll oh. the dice, which means that he exists just to kill. So he Robin is de- he is ruled by a certain set of rules, which like is he's, like he's... My, one of my favorite things about Jumanji is that the stampede that is summoned is always a stampede. They never disperse. It's never like, well, there's an elephant here, there's a rhino there. It's just a stampede in its purest form. It's the idea of a stampede. I'm still arguing the Jungian collective unconscious. I summoned the concept of a stampede. So that concept, I don't know if that's the right philosophical. Well, who knows? We might be talking about Plato. Who's got fucking any idea? <laughs> the, our idea of the stampede is just, that's what's coming out of the game. Our so, idea of a scary plant is what's coming out of so the game. So a philosophy where anything you think of becomes a reality somewhere. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's the philosophy. It's like the idea that there's like this version of the world that we're all imagining. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You all get the idea of what a thing should be, so that thing yeah, is like that, that kind of those those myths are perpetuated. Yeah, like, exactly. This is what a stampede is. It's animals going one direction. Yeah. So when Whereas, you summon that from Jumanji, it's yeah. it's always going to be a stampede. You know, this is our like, idea of what space. Like, yeah, you get yeah. a ray gun. There's a lost action. Exactly. Oh, no, no, I'm so on board with this being a proto matrix. Yeah, I, I'm it, more like inclined, it fits every single thing. Either a proto matrix or it's within the matrix already, and it's just like this is. These 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 board games are just little bits left over that the Matrix as a whole has not grabbed because it just makes sense if it's a simulation within a simulation because you can go back in time to yeah win it. that's true you that's can true. reset it reverts it. It they reverts. are basically this little tiny Easter egg like if if the if the Matrix was its own thing that we could mm. plug into this would be like in the like the subreddit of Ma- yeah. uh, Matrix like hey did you know that if you go here you can live like twenty six years <laughs> and reset back and you can go back to what it was like twenty six years ago and have some effect now you can do what you like I mean like if the- someone gave me the option they're like hey you want to live twenty six years longer but it's in a Jumanji I'd be like no thank you mm. <laughs> a hot no but it doesn't have to be I was thinking about this as well whilst watching it how quickly could you play a game of Jumanji it depends how good your roles are. Well, but yeah. it doesn't matter because you just roll. Obviously, the thing. Well, there's happens. no strategy, is there? No, it's just rolling. Yeah. So, like, say the three of us again, we're playing Jumanji, and I'm like, roll, 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 and we just roll, 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 roll till we finish it. Yeah. You know, bad things happen around us. And yeah, but potentially like, we end up in a Jumanji. If you're quick, ah, oh, that's the problem. We might end up in. Yeah. Oh, also, if I roll. Does he I'm... get? Does 
Sorry. Does Robert Williams get sucked into the Jumanji based on the number that he rolls or the space he lands on? Space he lands on. So you can potentially fuck up and get sucked into Jumanji in the first roll, which yep. is exactly what happens to him. Yep. What it- happens if all four of you <laughs> roll the same? I guess then you get Jumanji to Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> I guess. That's what's happening there. Everyone's in Jumanji. How is that a video game, though? Because, like... Yeah. Oh, I guess, like, most early video games are, like, you okay. start to the left, you get to the right. No, see, I see, think look, there again... Are... Sorry to inter- interrupt. Place. But, again, <laughs> if you're looking at the... If it's a sentient board game... Yeah. Which, let's just pair that back to a sentient game. Yeah. And, again, if we're in the Matrix, or something like the Matrix, and if that board game can be like, no one is playing with me because board games are lame... <laughs> I'm going to create myself a, as a SNES <laughs> before, like, even though, like, Xbox and I'm assuming a PS4 is around when this is... Yeah. In, well, look, I don't know when Welcome to the Jungle is set. I'll, <laughs> I'll happily like say the modern day. it's not... Oh, yeah, because someone's an Instagram model, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. a modern day. So, okay, Jumanji, they're sentient, but, <laughs> but they're, they're not smart. <laughs> kind of stupid. But if you imagine that there's, like... Yeah, well, there's creators out there that have like just the ability to create a game that can tap into whatever. Mm. And somebody's like, "Yes, I've tapped in and I've made Jumanji the board game." But then somebody's like, "I'm gonna make like a like a jungle Africa themed SNES game." Yeah, and instead of tap making a board game, when they tap in, they're they're just tapping into the same thing to create the you know SNES Mm. version. And it's the same thing. Everyone's getting sucked into that same Jumanji Mm. magic. You know what we're imagining Africa is. You can do it with anything. You know. The worst part about what Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is like, see, with the original Jumanji, I feel like I'm not buying into that shit. I find a board game like, oh, okay, that's weird. I probably don't set it up properly so it doesn't suck me in. Yeah. Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. You're going to play that game. I 100% am going to. If I was on detention and I found a video game system plugged into a TV. Yeah. Oh, straight away. Guess straight what I'm away. I'm doing detention because I'm playing this game. Oh, an old game? That's even cooler. This could be real weird. Yeah. Oh, boy. It was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> now. I am a Jack Black. <laughs> Good. Fuck. That's weird if those are also actors in that world. Know, they could have landed there like, like Shaq Fu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except this game would have been made before any of them were actors. Yeah, that's true. Like though. Karen. Gillian. Yeah, she was maybe not even. No, she would have been born, but just. she's not that much <laughs> older than us. So, like, just. I very much it's... hope that they make a Zathura. See, I always preferred Zathura. To, um, to got some news for you. Yeah. Box office bomb made less than its budget. You're not getting a sequel ever. Rats. Also, Jumanji was critically panned. That's two facts I just learned really? very quickly. Yep. Aww. It's See, like. Jumanji for me has always had this terrifying, like, Whoa, what the fuck's going on? Which I think a video game kind of ruins, you know? Well, also, because it looks like this one's just going to be like, lol, sick, yeah. you're in a jungle. Or the original Jumanji is just like, it could have. they could have made like a spooky sequel. Yeah, absolutely. The original Jumanji is spooky. That kid becomes an ape, and then he like can't talk for a bit because he's devolving. He's just like, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, it's really yeah. disturbing. In the it's TV series, that same kid becomes a whole bunch of different animals. That poor kid. He's, Some, he's no, gonna... sometimes he does it on purpose. Jumanji well, knows if you're well, cheating. I mean, uh, after a while, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to embrace it. What else can I become? Yeah, yeah. It knows when you're cheating. Well, yep. it comes down to it being sentient. In fact, both Jumanjis know. If, I mean, Jumanji and Zathura know if you're cheating. Because in Jumanji, when he cheats, mm. he, he drops the dice so that they'll land on the number he needs. Like, you know, ah. yeah, yeah. and then he becomes a monkey. And Zathura, the kid, pushes and, like, because it's like metal tracks, he pushes the rocket. And then I think gravity reverses and he nearly falls into the sun. Yeah, and then Dax, mm. old mate astronaut who doesn't exist, he saves him. Saves him, yeah. So the guy, okay, look, it knows he's cheating, but I guess it does stuff to kind of save you because if Dax is a creation of the board game to make mm. sure you. You know, you maybe it's like there to be like making sure that you finish the game as well. Yeah. And making sure that you 
well, you fuck up, there are some consequences, but the consequences aren't that bad because we're going to help you through this. Well, I think Zathura maybe is a much nicer game. Yeah, Jumanji seems like the kind of hard version. Well, yeah. Jumanji's J- more like, what's that? Fuck you, you're playing a board game. Oh, you got sucked into a jungle? Fuck you, deal. Jumanji seems like it came, well, you know, it was created in the era of, like, mm. the first board games where they're like, we're not trying to make it fair. Yeah. We don't really know what we're no. doing. And then don't Zathura be a baby. Like, yeah, exactly. Enjoy. Fuck Shut up. You. <laughs> Zathura came out in the 1950s where they were like, well, look, we got to put some rules in here yeah, to balance yeah, yeah. this whole thing. Honestly, um, you know, if I knew that Jumanji and Zathura were not deadly and that if I were to die, whatever, I'd just get sucked back to the before mm. I started playing. Fuck, I'd play them all the time. Oh, well, why not? But... Uh, looking, looking at the trailers for um, Welcome to the Jungle, it yeah. does look like if you die, you're fine because Jack Black gets et by a crocodile and I'm assuming what's going to happen is that happens early on. Yeah. And, and then, then they're like, oh, God, another life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming I'm that. assuming it doesn't just be like, oh, fuck, they're <laughs> oh, dead. Well, <laughs> shit. Because if so... Oh, here, here. If that, if Jack Black gets eaten by a crocodile and then the principal or whatever comes into the like where they were playing the game and there's just that person, the Instagram model, dead. <laughs> like alligator bites all over her body and the principal's like, what the fuck? Where are the other kids? <laughs> well done. Like, That's oh. a fucking amazing Ooh. scene. That's I'll a masterpiece. A, I'll give it a standing ovation. <laughs> but no, I'm assuming what happens is they get et and then they just reappear and be hey. like, I, I was inside an alligator, but yeah. now I'm alive. In the movie Jumanji, yes. when, can they keep playing? So Jack, not Jack Black, other Jack Black, Robin mm. Williams. Mm-hmm. Yes. That offended someone for Jack sure. Black, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the kids are playing. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams. So like, can they not continue playing until he's made his role? Yeah. So Robin Williams has to make his role before the other kids. It's, there's a it's a turn, and if you roll the dice, yeah. nothing happens. Because I'm assuming if what's her fa- what's her face again? Sarah? Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. So if Bonnie Hunt hadn't run away and just kept rolling, would Old, yeah, mate, to old get, mate would have come back. She needed to get five or eight. So, okay. So what would have happened if... If she rolled a four? Or did she just keep rolling until she gets a five or an eight? Or did she... Because, again, if she's advancing on the board game, like, so he fucks off, and she's like, well, now it's just me playing. Mm. If I roll, I get a three, I move, and maybe I get, like, some apes. And then I roll a two, and I'm like, oh, look yeah, at that, yeah. I'm getting some um, whatever. If she kept going, she could have gotten him out of the jungle quick smart. Or she would have been like, I've completed it, and they would have come back anyway. Yeah, which and they actually make a point of that when they're playing it later on. Yeah. They're like, I'm, I'm scared. She's like, what if I get sucked into the jungle? What if you get sucked into the jungle again? He's like, well, we won't stop playing this time. Oh. So we'll bring you back as quick as we can. So it's her fault. <laughs> well, it kind of is. Yeah. This like, game's no longer scary anymore. It's just no. have persistence and yeah, don't like, play with shit friends. Yeah, again, finish like, what you started, Bonnie. Get I, good mates. You yeah, could finish Bonnie. Jumanji in an hour if you just were clever about it. Because every time something comes, they stop to deal with the problem. But often it's like, there are monkeys in the kitchen. Oh, well. Like, ah. there's a lion. Oh, well. It's not going to, you know, outright attack. I also wonder what happens. So, in, at the start of Jumanji, yeah. you know, Bonnie Hunt and Robin Williams are, as kids are playing it, and the bats are summoned. Mm-hmm. First thing summoned by Jumanji, and off they fly. Where mm. do those bats go? I mean, and I'm, I'm assuming. Can that- they live in our atmosphere? Well, I figure if they're from Jumanji, in the same way the stampede works, these yeah. bats always exist. They're a permanent flock. Yeah. Yeah. And they go back to Jumanji space mm. once. They're done doing what they need to do. Which well, they're doing unfor- it for 26 years. Yeah, exactly. So those bats exist for 26 years without aging would be my guess. Mm, yeah, I agree. That you means know, Which, again, makes sense if it's a glitch of the Matrix. Yeah. Or a mini proto-Matrix. Or, or a Jungian subconscious creation. All great ideas. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. But Impenetrable I guess, theories. I, I, with the Jungian uh, subconscious, <laughs> does it... Why would it stop aging? 
Well, because it's not really bats. It's the idea of bats. Okay. It's the idea of bats. Bats are in a flock. Bats are huge. Bats are blood-sucking. They're not any real species of bats. They're just what we imagine when someone says, a flock of bats. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. also explains Robin Williams. I don't Williams think I've is... ever said flock of bats before in my life, but okay. What else well, is it? What? fucking hell. We hadn't said horse puss before in real <laughs> Here life. Here we go. And... But that like, happened what, a couple of weeks ago. What is a collection ago. of bats? A heap. A flock? <laughs> Too yeah, many. a flock like a birds. I wouldn't call them a flock of birds. A bird. Fleet? Fleet of bats? A bunch. A heap. bunch. <laughs> Stacks of a bats. A lot of them. A colony, apparently. There you go. Colony of bats. Yeah, colony that doesn't. That sounds all right to say. Yeah, flock sounds better. Anyway, uh, flock Jackson's... Flock seagulls, yes. Uh, with Jackson's thing of uh, it being the collective unconscious, which the more I say, the more sounds wrong. Yeah. The more sounds wrong. Yes, good English, yeah. Joel. Uh, <laughs> on you, mate. You did it. Yep. Um, it makes sense because Robin Williams is human. Hmm. So him aging or well, no one else doesn't make sense because he would be yeah. like, this is... He's real. You're right. The rest of it's and not. even Van Pelt doesn't No, no, no. Age. You're, you're not arguing the same thing as me. Dang. He's oh. a human mind, so he's... Every time... Like, he's aging because... He thinks he should be aging. He knows he should, he should be aging, yeah. Where, you're right. Whereas if he... Had this idea that in the way he still thinks he's a kid, doesn't he? He's it's confusing because he seems to think he's a kid, but then he takes up the role of a dad. Does he? The monkey boy. It's weird. Does he ever look himself in the mirror and be like, "Oh shit, I've changed." He am I remembering something? No, no. He's doesn't he scream when he sees his face? Yeah, he might do. He might. I don't think. I don't think he knows that he's aging. Well, then there we go. Your theory's fucked again, and it's the proto matrix again, my friend. No, because I think he's just there, and he does. That's why he's like, "Mom, Dad, I'm back," because he doesn't know it's been 26 years. What a dickhead, idiot, child. Looks like a dumbass to all his new mates. Yeah, uh, maybe, but he he becomes quite adult quite quickly. Yeah, but as an adult would. No, but I think it still makes sense with mine because he's gone into the jungle with the idea that he's a kid. Mm. Yeah, and if it's the collective subconscious, he's just like, or I is am it because a kid? it's only him arranged, like it's only him in that world. And he's a kid, and therefore he's like memories or whatever yeah, a yeah. kid, and that's how he's perceiving himself to the world. Yet when he comes out of the matrix, you've got Bonnie there being like, "You're 26, 26 years older." Yeah, you got the kids being like, "You're a man." Hence, he becomes that dad figure because they're all like, "You're an older person." Yeah, hence yeah. Resetting that collective. Also, no longer in. The game, so therefore the collective unconsciousness doesn't matter. Yeah, so maybe he was a child until he popped into the real world as summoned by them. Maybe. Which is scary to imagine. He's like, I'm just a kid. Ah! I'm a man. Now I have a beard. Or maybe he was 10 when he got sucked into the game and then Judy and Peter from the future came and taught him how to survive and then he <laughs> oh, showed yeah. him how to I go. I forgot that. <laughs> I got hit on the head and I forgot the information. Damn. Imagine if in, like, amnesia happened so wait, like th- that. So that means... That's uh, the TV show and the movie have slightly different plots, so you uh, don't need to try and no, consolidate both at the no, same time. No, but does that mean you're going to give yourself another tumor scare? <laughs> but does that mean that at some point in the future, for a bit of like nostalgia, the kids who are now fully grown up are like, "Hey, let's play, crack open that Jumanji again," or "Hey, we never played it in the first place because it's a new timeline. Let's play Jumanji and then get sucked in." Well. How did they choose to go to Alan when he was 10 is also a bloody reasonable question, eh? Well, they never played Jumanji. So <laughs> no, like- no, no, no. The, the TV world, no. In the no, TV world. So how- but- Hang on. No, yes. No, no, no. Because he has- He goes- Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Williams goes into Jumanji space and he not- doesn't age. Yeah. He is consistently 10 years old there, surely. Yeah. Because when these- when the two kids who are now adult go into Jumanji space as adults when they play it, they meet young- 
Robin Williams. Yeah. No, but he's, so time he, hasn't he, moved for him. No, but time legitimately can't have moved for him because he had no survival skills. That's, my, that's my point. Died. Time has not moved for him. They enter when he has already entered it. Yeah, twenty odd years ago, and we've more so. Actually. But it makes sense for them to play Jumanji. That's not unreasonable because they don't have the memory of playing it, Jumanji well, that, in that, the first place. That's fine. I'm not. I'm fine yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. I'm saying how. So clearly, he does not age. Clearly. There is a moment of like, there's a dot moment yeah. where Jumanji space exists, and that is when uh, Robin Williams enters it. Because then, forty years pass, and adult kids enter it as well at the same point. You've got two in our timeline, two varying different places I think Jumanji where they meet just, Jumanji space at the same time. I think Jumanji it, space doesn't have time; it's always just the Jumanji present. space. Yeah, yeah, which is it's all it's always there. Which kind of brings it back to the Matrix for me. But when they go in, how do they teach him survival skills to survive if it's always happening at the same time? That just means it's got a start point. You know in return, I mean? the 10-year-old version of Alan, Alan helps Judy and Peter Alan. return to their time. Yes. Yes. So, he, <laughs> he doesn't know how to survive in the jungle, but he knows how to return a Judy and a Peter to their timeline. Why can he not return himself? Um, quite frankly, I, I think the animated series raises more questions than answers. Absolutely does. Because it just does not make sense. Sarah doesn't exist in the uh, TV show series either. Well, the TV okay. show series, TV show universe. It's weird to think that they can play Jumanji whilst Tim Allen, not Tim Allen, <laughs> <laughs> whilst Robin Williams is playing Jumanji. Yeah. They start a new game of Jumanji whilst a game of Jumanji is happening. Well, that's timeline A and timeline B. Yeah. Well, no, because if, if, I mean, because yeah, timeline no, right, it is because timeline is. B happens where the kids never have had played Jumanji and they play a new game in Jumanji and they get transported to timeline A, so mm. that Robin Williams mm. can meet them as children in timeline. I don't ah. want to do this anymore. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> apparently, Robin Williams' greatest fear is that he. Will die an old man trapped in Jumanji. Well, understandably, like that is my I'm greatest also, fear. I'm also afraid of that. Also, in the cartoon, Peter consistently says "cool beans." <laughs> yeah, cool beans. Pretty funny. And in in season two and three, it changes to Nizer, as in like instead of cool beans, Nizer. Yes, I Nizer. don't know. I don't know what that means at all. But okay, okay. I um he <laughs> constantly cheats and transforms into animals. <laughs> Peter, that's on you. Because um, <laughs> I, I think at that point, you're like, I actually like being a chimp. It's what yeah. happens. Oh, yeah. sick. Again, you'd be like, oh, whatever. I, uh, it all comes back to, I, I just think this is just a weird version of the Matrix. Or just legit magic. Yeah, we haven't really explored the idea that it's just the magic. The game still does occasionally invade the outside world, but unlike the movie, there's no reset button once the dangers are sucked back in. Ah. <laughs> I see. That's a fucking worry that's uh mm. so uh maybe jumanji doesn't reset the timeline it depends on how you play jumanji <laughs> i just look look and and this is not really relevant but i just hope we get more movies like jumanji and zathura i think it should be a genre yeah. board game is troublesome it takes people to a a version of what we think a thing is whether that's a Jungian subconscious or whether it's the Matrix. Or a proto-Matrix. Or a proto-Matrix. And then it sends us back. Give or, me not. or not. Or not, sometimes. I'd love one set at the sea. 
where the like house gets detached. He's like on the ocean, like a ship. Yeah, and yeah, find yeah. Or like a moon. horror, like a oh, yeah. horror game kind of thing. I even thought like a fantasy one would be kind of cool with like yeah. knights charging through your house and like dragons and goblins and shit. Yeah, if you yeah, kill yeah. Van Pelt, you become Van Pelt. Sorry, what? Yep. Anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> Not anyway. What? So his dad killed Van Pelt? Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess yes. And then his, his dad sucked into the... His dad's nowhere to be seen when he comes back. Just saying. His dad and his mum are just not there. So are we to assume that? Okay, how about this? So, there is a little prequel to Jumanji that we have not seen, apart from the cowboy one, because that's also a prequel. I'm talking like an in-between call. Cool. cowboy Jumanji. Okay, so, so an in-between call yep. that takes place in that 26-year gap mm-hmm. where his parents are being like, where is my son? Yeah. And they see this board game, and like the dad or the mum or both or whatever, they pick this thing, this board game up and like, oh, they pick up the dice, like, where is my son? He throws it down, the dice down, out of anger. It rolls. Van Pelt appears, or he gets summoned, into, or sucked into the jungle, or whatever. He sees Van Pelt. He's about to shoot him. The dad goes all like commando on his yeah, ass, yeah. snaps Van Pelt's neck, or like skews him with a like a, a, a big stick, and then becomes Van Pelt. And then he has to spend the next twenty six years hunting his son because not only is he trying to. With that whole subconsciousness, yeah, yeah. it latches onto that subconscious of being like, I want to find my son, Turns to like, find my son, track my son, hunt my son, but he becomes Van Pelt. The timeline doesn't add up. He doesn't age. No, I mean, as in, he couldn't do it in the 26 years because the board game's happening in 26 mm. years. He can't join in. You know what I mean? Mm. It would have to be that the timeline resets. And he's like, where did my boy go? And he sits down to play Jumanji. Mm. And as he's playing Jumanji, he kills Van Pelt in that timeline and thus becomes Van Pelt in all timelines. Mm. Otherwise, it just doesn't it doesn't work. Or or is it this thing where it's like, you know, again, he okay, maybe pick up a dice, a- angry roll, and that's the roll of like, yep, you are now playing it, but you only get one roll because you are now Van Pelt. You are uh, taken away true. from the board. That's true. That, you are now that this makes person. Sense. That makes sense. And so he's just sucked in his, his like asshole father into the you know, Jumanji game, which is unfortunate because we don't know what happened in 26 years. We might might have been like, oh, the loss of his son might have turned him around to be like, Oh God! I was such an asshole to my child, yeah, and yeah. now I'm going to dedicate my time spending finding him. Which in the board game because sentient and maybe an asshole. Like I'm putting out that that the board game's an asshole. Look, I, it doesn't seem like a nice board game. So he's being like, "Well, I'm going to twist this and make you hunt your son." Just to pipe back in again and yes. throw everything off the table. I just realized Van Pelt is trying to stop them from finishing Jumanji, which means that part of the game doesn't want it to be finished because the game wants to be played. I guess. Yeah, but part of playing a game is finishing a game and winning. Yeah. yeah, so... But if you win the game, the board game doesn't really win because you stop playing it. That's true. So but the board game is in its best... Ben Pelt was going to shoot Alan in the head. Yeah, because <laughs> the game has corrupted. Kind of like how Agent Smith corrupts <laughs> Here people. we go, we're back. It's hey! all oh, yeah. The Van Peltness has corrupted um, Robin Williams' dad. To, like, yeah. Does that mean kill. that the Van Pelt that the cowboy kids encountered was like... A previous Van Pelt. It's like, it makes sense now that he's on the cover of the board because that's not the Van Pelt we see in the movie. Mm. That's just the idea of Van Pelt. Yeah, that's yeah, the Van, Van Pelt is an idea because while it's, you don't necessarily <coughs> see the features on mm. the board, like the board game, you just see a guy in a pith helmet. Oh, boy. 
So I reckon that maybe a sneaky what's happened there is that the dad yeah. has become Van Pelt, has killed Van Pelt, and, and then tries to kill his son. Well, that's the game. Because that's, look, look, games have consequences. Games have rules. And games have rules. And like, they games got off. changed. They get off kind of scot free. There's no real punishment no. because it's something that clearly there needs to be some punishment, I assume. So this is a one way for consequences. Like, well, your dad's gone. Yeah. Ah, oh, boy. And like, maybe this is maybe what Robin Williams but then, as a kid wanted because his dad was was an asshole. Yeah, yeah. But then Robin Williams. So was it like a Robin Williams is good friends with his dad in the like the mm, post, present timeline? Yeah, yeah. The, the real life up. timeline. They make up. So maybe that unless that's the second jump back that we just don't see. That's what I mean. He, the dad's like... So maybe, like, yes, it sucks. Like, Robin Williams never played yeah. it, so therefore yeah. it goes back to 1969. But maybe the film doesn't actually show that it goes back further than that. What, and he, that explains it? why the game is in the attic. Actually, yeah. What do you mean? So, so where the kids find the game... In the attic. It yeah. makes sense for it to be there because... The they dad has played time, it. Then the dad has played it. Dad become Van Pelt. So that yes, means- because time doesn't mean shit. Because if future kids yeah. can go back in time and see young Robin Williams, time don't mean shit in Jumanji space. space. So, yeah, it's possible for the in-between, the dad and the mum, presumably, to play that game yeah. and for him to become Van Pelt, which would affect past and future games of Jumanji. Ah, oh, that's... We fucking did it. We blew the case wide open. Fucking got it, gang. So... The secret to Try Jumanji. again, Jumanji. Secret to Fucking Jumanji. Got your number. <laughs> secret to Jumanji turns out that it's sentient and spiteful. <laughs> and that there can always be, there always has to be a Van Pelt. So yeah, it's just that there was a hidden timeline we never saw. Yeah. Ta- time hidden- is meaningless in Jumanji space. Yeah. Time yeah. means fucking nothing to the board game Jumanji. It'll have no part in it. <laughs> it's like fuck your clock. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Jax. And I've also been Joel. Don't play Jumanji. Or play Jumanji. It's pretty much consequence free. Right? Yeah, they just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't unless, kill unless you're animated, then there's heaps of consequences. Maybe. We don't know yet. No, play no, no. This... Go to space. Yeah, nah, better. cheat. Become a monkey. Mm, nah, cheat. Get sucked to the sun. Mmm. Mm. Oh, what's the Thor again? I need these rules. Yeah, all right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hey everyone, this was recorded as a pilot episode of sorts all the way back in February of 2015. It was filled with technical difficulties, a silent third friend in the room, and constant references to an audible sponsor that no longer exists. We did one episode and then never really went back to it. So let us know what you think. If you want me and Dusha to pick up where we left off, tweet at us using the hashtag SexyBoysYes or hashtag SexyBoysNo if not. You can find me at GoddammitZamit and Dusha at Douche13. Uh, make sure that boys is spelt with a Z and now enjoy this hot bullshit. Welcome to the very first episode of Joel's in the City. The world's first in-depth episode-by-episode analysis of the late 90s to early 2000s HBO classic, Sex in the City. As viewed by two males in their mid to late 20s with the same name. As far as we know. I'm Joel. And I'm Joel. Welcome, Welcome to, to Joel's, Joel's in the City. city. Alright. So let's, let's get started. We're looking at Season 1, Episode 1, aptly titled Sex in the City, because apparently they just couldn't go with, you know, pilot. <laughs> I don't know. Self-titled episodes of TV shows are all right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And I guess before we go into the, the sort of the... The, the, the crux of the, the episode. Crux of the nitty-gritty, the guts of the episode, I just want to inform you, listener, uh, sort of where we come from, our background, our relationship with, you know, the why, Sex in the City. Why we think we are qualified enough to do mm. this podcast. Exactly. So my relationship with Sex and City pretty much comes from a lot of exes mm. uh, watching <laughs> Sex and City. So I think I've seen this series about four to five times as background noise. Ah. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed the shows. I really did. I think there were a solid six seasons Beautiful movie, however, because I haven't actually seen the second one, but I did have to sit down and watch the first movie with an ex, and she asked me to leave about 
40 minutes in because I just got, that's not, that's not. I like to imagine this was at a cinema, so, and you were on a date and she asked you to leave. (laughs) Pretty pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Because she was excited. Like, she was like a diehard Mm. fan Mm. of Sex and City and she was like fucking excited. So when 2008 rolled around and the film came out, she just lost her shit? Yeah, pretty much. And like, invited me because I'm like, I love that show. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there going, that's bullshit. I can't believe she did that. Oh my God, but we will get to that when we start analyzing the movie. In 95 episodes from now, because there is 94 episodes in this season, <laughs> uh, in this series, and we plan on watching each one and doing an episode for each episode. Mm, just for your enjoyment. So what's your relationship with well, Sex Well, um, I haven't had any exes or current girlfriends that watch the show, but I do have a mother and a sister <laughs> uh, who, weirdly enough, yeah, my mom has always really liked the show and I remember her watching it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sister got into it sort of recently-ish. I mean, she's, I almost said 18, but she's 21. Close enough. Uh, yeah, vaguely young-ish. Yeah, she got into the show like later in her life when I was closer to my current age. So <laughs> it was playing again in my house and I was like, oh yeah, I've seen bits of this. I know this. I also have had friends that have been very into the show, female friends, because mm. you know, it's the type of dude I am. Exactly. Surround myself in women. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, no. You're just, a, you're just a nice guy. Yeah, just a nice guy. You're like, you're like a classic skipper. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. Um, so yeah, basically, I've probably seen maybe 10 to 15 episodes in full. Mm-hmm. I have worked at a cinema since pretty much the dawn of time, so I'm also quite familiar with Sex and the City, both the films, you poor thing. solely just from working and seeing bits and pieces so i haven't actually sat down and watched either of the films but i'm looking forward to that in several like (laughs) hours and i I haven't haven't quite done the math yet in how many episodes that we have to stand and watch and i don't want to so okay well i could ruin it for you now because there's there's 94 in the entire Mm -hmm, run mm -hmm, of sex mm -hmm. and city we've watched one ah 93 uh, remain ah so how how, do they all go for half an hour i'm Honestly, not sure. Uh, before we watched the pilot, I was fairly certain that Sex in the City was a 45-minute show because it was HBO. Hmm. Um, but the pilot was 28 minutes. It was a breezy 28 minutes. So it was, actually. Honestly, if the episodes are 45, you're probably not going to hear any complaints from me. That's true. So, yeah, what, 47 hours, roughly, yeah? That's, hmm. Uh, well, yeah, I get, no. If they're half an hour each. Oh, okay, if they're half an hour each, yes. <laughs> Just look at math that for a sec. Yes. Throw the two feature-length films uh-huh, in. That's uh-huh. another oh, three hours. Oh, uh, damn. So we're dedicating 50 hours plus, you know, about another 50 hours of recording this actual podcast. Plus, mm-hmm. I guess you've probably got another 50 or so hours of editing. Ah, So that's 150 hours. For me. For you. For you. And 100 for you. 100 for me, but probably I'm going to spend another 50 hours thinking about Sex in the that's City. That's true. And plus that 50 for me, <laughs> ah. thinking about Sex in the City. We've made some pretty good yeah, choices. No, like, I think this is like, because we're recording this sort of start of February. I think we might have peaked for the year mm. in terms of ideas. <laughs> mm. Go good. us. We figured out 150 hours of my life is going to be dedicated. No, yeah, my life is going to be dedicated to it. 200, 200 for, for me. You. Good. Um, and 50 hours for our listeners. <laughs> you lucky sons of bitches. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> Whoa, that's another 50 for us to listen back to ourselves. <laughs> Things are just coming up, Joel. Um, well, that brings us to... Probably the point of this episode where we talk about the episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll just, I'm just going to dive straight into the crux. Straight into it. Just get right into the meaty I've goodness taken, of sex in the city. We both took one, notes. I was watching you watch it while you watched me watch it. And, and I was also watching you watching, watching it and watching you <laughs> taking notes, but also occasionally watching me. Yeah. And we're great. also watching sex in the city. Oh, such um, a good time. I do want to point out, uh, we did, we did um, 
hit our first hurdle uh, this evening whilst trying to actually watch Sex and well, the City. Well, we've hit two hurdles so far <laughs> with leading up to this, because uh, originally we tried to record uh, earlier last week. Oh, that's right. But you had but, to go to the doctor because... But, but I have a brain thing going on right now. <laughs> Not quite sure what it is. So I was at my neurologist uh, uh, that day and it was kind of like, got a migraine, got a lot of migraines. My vision's just doing something that it shouldn't do. So I want you to picture a TV, like a TV screen, and, and go to the, the, the top left-hand corner. Uh-huh. And so the bottom right-hand corner just stays where it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. The top left-hand corner... Just droop it down <laughs> below the left-hand corner. <laughs> that. Oh, whoa. Worrisome. Um, so- <laughs> I feel like the neuro- you're probably expecting to stroll into neuro- neurologists say this stuff, and they're like, yeah, that's pretty normal. <laughs> they were like, right? So they were like, huh, that sounds like it could be a brain tumor. <laughs> that sounds dramatic. Let's get you some scans. So I had my scans today. Uh, uh, that was nice. So-, so yeah, we missed out on recording this the first time because you went to a neuro- neurologist. We were expecting to stroll out, and they're like, mm, 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 no, no, no. So they had my, yeah, so scans, scans were today, today. Uh, MRI or whatever it was, which is like, you know, a good two hours of just sitting perfectly still. Uh, uh, and while they sort of take pictures of your brain. Um, and I'm assuming that everything is fine because the technician didn't say anything. <laughs> well, that's, that's a However, good However, she was very rude to me. <laughs> she was just kind of like, can you please stop moving? Because if you move anymore, it's going to take all day. And she was very bitchy about it. And it's kind of like, but I got a itchy nose. I got a cough. I can't help this. So I hope it was just like fuck this guy. Gonna, yeah, fuck, fuck this, this guy. guy's piece he's, of shit. He's gonna die soon anyway. I don't need to. I don't need to bring my niceness today. <laughs> so I've had a look at the scans, like the pictures. So like, they gave them to you. That's yeah. Good. That's like a big thick wad of just like <laughs> okay. my brain, my spine, like bits of where there's like contrast, like so I can see my veins and shit going in there. It's all colorful, <laughs> and all I can really decipher is that yes, I have a brain. Well, that's good news and a spine and a spine. Uh, and also eyes, and eyes on a CT scan look terrifying. Uh, I feel like that. The, I wanted to say they look like ghost eyes, but ghosts usually don't have eyes. And even if they did, what would ghost eyes look like? That was a strange analogy. They would look see-through and scary, yes. quite like the CT scan oh, I had. Oh, right, so ghost you're, you're eyes. Perfect also, uh, I feel like that's really mean of them to do to you. Like, here's a wad of photos. You're just looking right. through and you're like, that dark spot. And then you start being like, start, start self-diagnosing tumors. <laughs> well, that's exactly, I could, but I, I take it the other way where it's like, oh, well, if I have one, eh, if not, eh. Okay, so Let's see what happens. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to be doing this to, for the for the full ninety four episodes plus the movies, plus the movies. Um, um, so ninety six episodes, so 96 episodes or until I die from <laughs> what was clearly a preventable brain aneurysm. So oh, looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, hurdle. Yeah, that was that, that was, was hurdle one. That was hurdle one. Hurdle one. Uh, uh, hurdle two, which happened today. Which happened today was, after your brain scan. After the brain scan, we so we arrived in the studio. Yeah. Uh, and and we were trying to watch Sex and the City, and that's when we sort of faced our our, our problem. And it, it wasn't because we don't have the DVDs. Oh no, don't. I definitely brought those. See, I've I've got the box set. <laughs> if, um, if if anything, we have too many copies of the DVDs. Exactly. So if anything, it, it, it was it was the Max have this one because everything in the studio we record from it's all Mac heavy. Uh-huh. Uh And Max have this is done this beautiful thing where it's like we're from the future. So no disk drives. They don't exist in the future. And well, everyone was like, "Fair enough." It cuts down the weight, but everyone else was like, "No, no, no, no." We still watch DVDs and stuff. Oh, we Mac, still need those why? like another two or three years. Like, we'd say, yeah, two or three years, two or three years, Max. So, um, 
that was a fun scramble to be like, how do we watch? Is is Sex in the City on Netflix? No, it's no, not. It is not on Netflix. Uh, uh, and we wanted to watch it instantly, so I guess we couldn't do that questionably legal torrenting <laughs> thing. Uh, uh, however, searching Sex in the City, watching online is now something that exists in my search history, <laughs> and we were able to actually succeed it. So, so shout was, out to our boys, Gorilla Vince. Mm, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, that was Hurdle 2. Hurdle 3... Uh, and Hurdle 3 is still happening. <laughs> like, right now. Right, right this very second. Well, is... right now for us. Maybe not right now no. for you listeners. But <laughs> right now for us. So, as we started talking about the hurdles we faced, uh, our recording studio kind of just shut down around us mm, twice. Mm. Yeah, so twice so far. So thank you, Pro Tools. <laughs> uh, you've been so helpful. You're really <clears throat> showing the whole Pro Tool nature of yeah. yourself. You yeah. Pro Tool. Ah. Uh, uh. So, so those are the hurdles that we have faced so far to bring you this yes. episode of Joel's in the City. Uh, it's been a struggle, but I'm glad <laughs> we've got this It's an battle. Like, I feel like if you've seen Rocky 1, yeah. you've, you've felt yeah. what we are feeling now. So exactly. It's, it's, not, it's not the destination, it's the journey. It's the journey, and we're here. Exactly. We're here. To talk so, about the pilot, which episode is, 1. This starts segment 2 of our podcast, Rocky right 2. Yes. Now it's all about us. <laughs> We're going to win this time. Damn right. Let's actually jump into Sex in the City because we have, we've mentioned it, mm-hmm. we've referenced it, we've seen it, mm-hmm. we've spoken about it a bit. A little bit, yes. A little bit. Let's actually talk about it. All right, let's get this We're done. Ready. Yes. All right. So episode one, as we previously stated, is called Sex in the City. Uh, good. <clears throat> self-titled episode. Yep. Solid, solid, solid. introduction. Kind of like when a band releases an album that's self-titled and the first track is self-titled. Oh, I love when they do that. <laughs> you just like, uh, I, I can think you. of maybe like one example. Actually, I can't think of a single one. No, no, I can't think of a single example. No. Um, and, and just to reiterate, we've now hit hurdle number four. <laughs> We're actually now switched studios because uh, Pro Tools crashed. Again. Again. And while we were opening it up on in this studio, it also crashed. Again. Again. So we'll count that as hurdle four, but it was looking like it could have been hurdle four and five. Mm, so yeah, this mm. not only is the first ever Sex in the City podcast by two people called Joel. But that we know of. That we know of. It's also the first Sex in the City podcast that has been filmed in two locations, hosted by two people called Joel. <laughs> so so let's get into it. Let's, let's finally, let's, finally, let's get into it. after about an, an hour, maybe, of faffing about, maybe really a week if you can consider tumor problems, but an hour of faffing about. I, can, I definitely consider your tumor problems faffing about. <laughs> All right. Sex in the City. All pilot right. episode. First cool episode, Sex in the City. In the city. <laughs> uh, so basically, it's very plot light. Uh, the pilot does something that I respected whilst I was watching it. Um, hmm. Something I wasn't quite expecting. Where usually pilots in TV shows, even the ones I fucking love, Joel, which yes. obviously counts Sex in the City, because why would I be doing this if I didn't fucking love it? Um, yeah, like things like... They, <laughs> I should probably explain what I was about to say. So yeah, pilots usually try and have a uh, set up like a uh, like a hook, like a plot, yeah. a plot hook, being like, guys, like you're gonna um, have to pick up the show if you want some fucking answers. Exactly, like like what's gonna happen, like cliffhangery typey thing. That's like an overarching point of the whole thing. Yeah, like even no. things like um, shows that are famous for not really having like very plot confined episodes, mm. like uh, a show that I'm not sure if you're familiar with and. I'm vaguely familiar with it. Mad Men. <laughs> yes. yes. Our second favorite show behind mm-hmm. Sex and the City. Uh, even the pilot there, like, there's heaps of mystery and intrigue set up where this pilot, Sex and the City. It's all character. All character based, which is sick. I really enjoyed it. I um, did too. Yeah, so pretty much there is a there's a there's a plot. Like mm. it's not a 
It's not, it's not non-existent. <laughs> it's not just all character development. Uh, so basically, <clears throat> the plot synopsis that I got from it uh, is that Carrie, Carrie Bradshaw... The main character of the, the whole series, yes. The main character of the entire series, is writing an article titled Sex in the City. Uh, side note... That means that they say the phrase Sex in the City in the TV show Sex in the City in the episode Sex in the City. That's that pleases of... me so much. <laughs> yeah, like, you would not believe just the grin I have on my face. <laughs> Things like that usually make me really angry. Like when movies say the movie title, I usually look to the person sitting next to me. with a re- Actually, no. It always makes me happy. With a really dumb yeah. look on my face being like, that's the movie. I know. I'm watching the movie. It would only make me even more happier if they just stopped <laughs> action and looked directly into the camera and, the camera and said, I'm writing an article on, <laughs> look to camera, sex and the city. <laughs> and the camera zoomed out and it revealed that it was a set. Yes. And above the set, it had sex and the city. Oh, now beautiful, beautiful. And like, it's just big flashing over the top. Sex <laughs> yeah. and the city. Maybe, That's what maybe you want. some like rain or something. <sighs> yeah, that'd beautiful. be all right. And then, then back to the action, back like nothing that. happened. Com- Swivel the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as I was saying, my article, wink, audible wink. <laughs> um, yeah, so Carrie's writing an article titled <clears throat> Sex in the City for her column, uh, which is basically about men having sex and it leading to no attachment while they're in their early 30s mm-hmm. uh, compared to women who are looking for a stable relationship but not quite marriage and kids yet. Yep. They don't want that. No. They just want like a nice time. Yes. But they can't get it because the dudes around the same age are just like, Haha, no, no strings attached. Yeah. I, 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 from what I got from it was just basically sex like a man should have probably been the title of the episode. They do say that phrase more than so they say much. sex in the city. Which is, again, a lot. <laughs> uh, and there was an underlining theme of this, this, this particular episode, which I'm pretty sure is going to be touched upon to the rest of the series, <laughs> which was sex versus love. Yeah, it's like... Head versus heart, but head mm. being the head of your penis. Yes. Or, or, or vulva. Or vo- Cl- head of your clitoris. What do the ladies have? I don't know. Don't they have a head down there? Mm. They're missing out. Well, do you know what's good? Sex in the City is going to teach us a lot more about that. That is very true. And speaking of head, this was, I want to bring this up now just while I okay, yeah. mention it. I it's finished very cunnilingus heavy, this episode. Yeah, uh, and very so, low on fellatio, which I kind of appreciate. Well, it's two versus zero in the pilot, yeah. uh, based on my calculations. That, that, uh, I'll double check mine. Yes. Check yes. the maths. Check yep. the math. Good. Two, zero, correct. No, that's good. That's what, And that's why this show is famous. It took the risks. Yeah. It took the risks. It's more like, it's like yeah. This show, you, you mean our one. Our pilot, Joel's in the City, is famous because we've taken risks. We, we have now said our episode. <laughs> so episode one of Joel's in the City is titled Joel's in the City, which you already know because you would have just read the title before you clicked download. Mm. Well, before you clicked so subscribe. I was actually going to call it Sex Like a Man in all caps, but now I'm <laughs> now I'm going to, yes, make a call it Sex in the City. Joel's in the City, yes. <laughs> yes, good. Joel's in the City, in brackets, probably could have been called Sex Like a Man. Yes. Um. Anyway, so plot synopsis. Right um, back into it. She, so yeah, she's writing this article and she has a meeting with her friends where we're all introduced to them. Mm-hmm. The the four gals, our mm-hmm. pals, mm-hmm. Carrie, Charlotte, Samantha, and Miranda. Mm-hmm. They're all there. Um, and she Carrie sort of floats this idea with them that they should try this out. like Sort of like research for this article. Yeah. Drama uh, and comedy ensue. It's not just comedy and it's not just drama. It's a little bit of both. Dramedy. It's what HBO is known for. Dra- dramedy. <laughs> And boobs. Yeah, and we did. Uh, we only got one pair of silhouetted boobs in this yeah. episode, which is again showing its age of like a nineties HBO. Because if that was a today's HBO, we would have got full bush. I mean, um, I'm not familiar enough to know. Is there dick in Sex and the City? 
I don't know. Well, I, th- I guess we'll find we'll out. We'll find out. And I'm excited if there is. Yeah. So, um, listeners, if you do know, do <laughs> not email us in because I don't want spoilers. Leave sanspansradio at gmail.com's inbox alone, listeners. Yes. Don't email us, Audible Wink. <laughs> but no, seriously, but don't, seriously email spo- don't email us. I don't want to know spoilers. spoilers. No spoilers. Like, I want to go into this fresh. Uh, yeah, because you might completely derail the show if you do. Mm, rude. Um, yeah, so we get introduced to all four main characters. Yep. Uh, we've got Carrie Bradshaw, who is a New York columnist. Mm-hmm. Charlotte York, an art dealer, which mm. I was completely unaware of until the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Samantha Jones, who runs a PR firm, uh-huh. and Miranda Hobbs slash Hobbs. We don't know remember. how we pronounce it yet. <laughs> I know Again, how it's spelt. Looking forward to how that being revealed <laughs> in a few more episodes. Uh, who is a lawyer? So they're <clears> yeah. all middle to upper class New York. Middle to upper class. They, they are, like, are any of these people anyone you can relate to? Now I just want to point out, like it's, it starts with Carrie Bradshaw like explaining this sort of story to us using another person, and it's this like a uh, person from London. Well, clearly London, Australia. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That accent is rough. Rough. Uh, um, meeting Tim, an investment banker, investment banker making two mil a year at an open. For an art gallery. Now, is this relatable to anyone? Okay, I'm like, going to take a step all? back, and when I said middle to upper class, I'm going to change it to lower <laughs> upper to upper upper class. <laughs> That's better because none of this. I'm like, that's all very good and well, but you 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 do not have the same problems that I have. <laughs> I made ramen for like. <laughs> I made me goreng yesterday for lunch, and it was a good time. They're not eating me goreng. They also don't appear to have any brain, visible brain tumors. That is true. That is (laughs) true. Again, we've we've got 94 episodes, so there might be a sneaky tumor like theme that episode or storyline we don't know yet. Um, So, yeah, another thing the pilot did that I guess I'll talk about now because just brought up the plot introduction something I don't ever remember Sex and the City doing, and we did have someone. Your mm. lovely girlfriend, Ems. Yes. Uh, sort of spoil this for us that it does die out, but there's a lot of direct address to the camera. Oh, I love that shit. It was so I good. I ate it up. Yeah. I, I was like, mm, this is fucking tasty. And that's actually how the uh, show introduces all the characters. Yes. Uh, it cuts to... Uh, so Carrie explains that there's two types of people in New York at the moment. Unmarried women and... Toxic men. Toxic, toxic bachelors. Toxic bachelors. That's the word. And we're introduced to... they have that to, as little underneath the taglines. Yeah, so every character that gets introduced, full name... Job title, Toxic Bachelor or Unmarried Woman, mm. or in the case of our boy... Skipper. Skipper, who we'll talk about a slightly <laughs> later. Uh, unlucky in Love? Love, so. Hopeless Romantic? Hopeless Romantic. Hopeless yeah. rom- Hopeless yeah. lover. Something like that. <laughs> shit. Yes. No shit. Good. Having a shit one. Having a shit one. Uh, I, I feel that Carrie, this, she hasn't done a lot of research, this is my opinion. <laughs> like, I don't think she's really, really taking a full-on survey. I think if she presented this, there's fudging some facts here and there. She went to a gym, yep. <laughs> of all places, and a, a, and a rock climbing But facility. it's the same two guys, so it could still be in the gym. It is... Lower, upper to upper, upper class well, New York. That's true. And I feel an very upper, upper class would have like a rock climbing wall at their gym. Or like a mid to upper class. Mm. Mid upper class. Yeah. Upper class. Yeah. I, at my gym, I don't have a fucking rock climbing wall. Mine has treadmills. Yeah. Mine has like several broken treadmills. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I kind of sit on one and eat my migraine. That's how poor we are. <laughs> thinking about your brain tumor. And thinking, how if you have it, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> so fuck it. May as well eat migraine until I explode. <laughs> Or die from the tumor. Or die from. Well, that was that was exploding. Uh, okay, <laughs> brain tumors have an unlikely consequence that I was unfamiliar with. But it well, I was talking about aneurysms, <laughs> general same area, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm not a doctor, gang. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. 
I hope hey, I'll live long and prosper. We probably can submit this uh, podcast as an application for a PhD in Sex in the City. We could be Dr. Joel and Dr. Joel. Awesome. I Sex in the City Joel. PhD. Yes. Back to Sex in the City. Back to Sex in the City. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it opens with Carrie writing this story about um, a lady who moved from London. Mm-hmm. Uh, from London, Australia. London, Again, Australia. want to emphasize from London, Australia, that, that <laughs> beautiful town. <laughs> Claims she's from London. Sounds like she's from Australia. Could be from both. Um, getting Meeting the man of her dreams. Tim. Tim, who sweeps her off her feet, earns two mil a year or something <clears throat> ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Some lower upper to upper upper. <laughs> Class dollars. He's like, you know, yeah, something that I'm not even going to even like. I can't fathom that earning that much money in a year. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. Um, he starts dropping hints about like the future together. Then all of a yeah. sudden he's, he's like, like, hey, hey, let's we'll have not. We don't have kids yet. Wink. Audible wink. Audible wink. Uh, uh, and then he's like, let's look at this fucking house together. And then just like, hey, come meet my mum. Oh, my mum's sick. I'm not calling you for two weeks. Yeah, so pretty much what happens is he's like, hey, uh, come meet my family on Tuesday. Mm. On Tuesday day, he calls... Elizabeth. Elizabeth from London, Australia. Yep. Um, being like, hey, sorry, my mum's sick. Can't meet up. I'll have to grab a rain check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the beautiful thing there, though... Oh, uh, yeah, no, the beautiful thing is, uh, so Carrie then states that two weeks have passed. Well, in the story, two weeks have passed. Handsome man, handsome rich dude whose name I've forgotten even though you just said it. Tim. Tim. Yes, Tim. Timmy. Our boy Tim. Our boy Timmy. So he hasn't called for two weeks. She finally calls him. Elizabeth calls him. Which to me is very odd that she's waited two weeks. Yeah. If they're looking at buying a house together, then she points out, like, you're looking at buying a house together, that's a serious relationship. And fair point. But she waits two weeks like that's a, a chump. That's a long time. Yeah, that's strange. Mm. Um, but yeah, she waits two weeks and she's like, this is an awfully long rain check. The camera pans out and it's raining. Mm. Didn't like that. That was a low point uh, in the episode. See, I love that. <laughs> what could have made that better is that as it was pulling out, there's like a big neon sign that's Sex in the City. Like that was the hotel name. <laughs> that would have made my day. And if Carrie was then like pulled out again, and, yeah, and the whole gang was standing there pointing no, at no, the no, sign. No. It pulled out again, and it was actually the reflection in Carrie Bradshaw's eye, oh. and it's her face winking at the camera. That would have just been audibly, just yeah, audibly, audibly winking, winking at the camera. camera. That would have just been like mm, beautiful. I'd have to get eating that up, eating that up, just like eating migarang on that broken yep. treadmills at your poor shitty gym that doesn't have a rock climbing wall. Exactly. While you think about your life with brain tumors. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty much me right now. <laughs> yeah, there seem to be a few themes in this episode. Mostly the obvious one mm-hmm. that is actually stated, like men in their early thirties versus women in their early thirties, but also that New York kind of sucks, but is all right, but kind of sucks a bit if you're into dudes. Yeah, that's a overarching theme i think uh, that's like, going to be just this evident in the whole running series that manhattan is like eh, 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 it's like that yeah like you're you're good but you're bad but you're good but, you but you're a bit bad but i like you it's kind of like those bad dudes we keep falling for that is true like that is you're true. handsome you're into me but you're a bit mean but you're into me and you're handsome but you're mean. it's basically exactly it's, it's tim in a nutshell it's tim it's our boy timmy it's all that's all great and glamorous at the start and then kind of just peters out to be kind of shit but then he's still all right but then he's still all right uh, it's sort of like tim if there was a third act yeah which there isn't mm. carrie then reveals that it's been a story this whole time and that the manhattan dream love Manhattan love dream is not a real thing. Mm-hmm. She got man no attachment sex. Yeah. I like how she's talking about, is this the end of Manhattan? It could just be indicative of just a piece of shit dude. Yeah, I mean, hey. Hmm. Anyway, she ends up talking about something about that being in the riddle of the Sphinx, and I'm pretty sure that, that wasn't the riddle of the Sphinx. 
I'm pretty sure the Riddle of the Sphinx had nothing to do with relationships <laughs> and men in Manhattan. In fact, I'm almost certain the Riddle of the Sphinx was something like what has four <laughs> legs, then has two legs, then has three legs. Is that correct? Is that the Sphinx? Is that the Riddle of the Sphinx? I was unaware there was riddle, even a Riddle of the Sphinx. Or is the Riddle of the Sphinx what happens when an immovable object meets... Uh, 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 no, an unmovable uh, object meets uh, something, some force. Unstoppable force, force meets the immovable object. Or because that's, like, that's a super. I read that in a Superman. No, that's comic. definitely Superman. That could ah, be All Star Superman. That was, which isn't sex not in the sexy city. at all. All Star Sex in the City. Yes. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a constant phrase throughout this. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. Anyway. Back tell to us about the- your tumor. No. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So. Um. <clears throat> The introductions of all four girls is very funny and very good. It could actually be one of my favorite introductions to characters, uh-huh, uh-huh. like the main main cast of yeah a show ever, like in a pilot. Like Miranda in that power suit. Oh, I was lo- I was loving it. But then they showed like Charlotte in sort of like corporate but kind of mini skirt yeah. art dealer thing. Also liking that. Yep. I, I couldn't decide what I wanted. Samantha like, I was introduced more. last, and she was introduced as a character who Carrie is sort of wanting to be. Um, she was, mm, she yeah. Was in, she was introduced as a woman who was already having sex like a man. Yes, um, which is I find that phrase so weird. Sex like a man. Sex like a man because it wasn't sex like a man. It was sex like a selfish asshole. Um, yes. Audible wink. Audible wink. <laughs> uh, no, I think that, I think that's kind of kind of what they're going for. I get that, but it's just hey, have like, you slept with a man? Maybe we are selfish maybe dicks. We are. I try not to be a selfish dick. Um, Hmm, now I'm just have to be self-reflective. <laughs> While you do that. While um, you do that, keep going. Um, yeah, um, so pretty much Samantha is introduced as she's really successful. She runs her own PR firm, but she's also sleeping with dudes in their 20s while she's very early 30s mm-hmm. uh, and getting them before they become this uh, having oh, sex. that power no play thing yeah. that the first dude at the gym is sort of talking about. I like that little little loop and callback to it. Was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Carrie sort of introduces Samantha as someone she kind of wishes she was. Mm. Kind of. Not 100%. Mm. She still wants to be her own person, Joel. Yeah. She doesn't want to be actually Samantha. No, she, she doesn't want to like, <laughs> she doesn't want to take Samantha and like blackjack her over the head. She, does, she doesn't want to. Drag her to an alleyway and skin her and wear her clothes. No. That's not what she She doesn't wants. want to invasion of the body snatcher Samantha. No. She doesn't want the cast of Sex like, in the City to be she doesn't want Charlotte, to, like, Samantha, Miranda, Samantha. Exactly. She doesn't want two Samanthas, no. Joel. She doesn't want to like face off with Samantha. No. No, she doesn't. She doesn't? No. I'm glad we've got She that just wants to be sort of like she, Samantha. Like Personality-wise. Oh, like aspiration. To. Aspirations. Now I understand. I mean, like they're still equally successful with See, jobs. I was thinking maybe she was wanting to do like a face-off thing. Yeah, no, I can see not, that job. But not give her own face to Samantha and just have like a double face-off. So it was just like <laughs> Carrie's face and then Samantha's <laughs> face. Ah, like, like masks. Yeah. So that there would like be a real face, <laughs> but a real face. Yes. So there'd be five characters. There'd be Carrie. Uh huh. Samantha Carrie. No, no, no. no. Faceless they're, Samantha. They're, 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 yeah, there'd be four. They'd, <laughs> Oh, no, I guess, yes, Carrie could be interchangeable. <laughs> so basically, yes, several of those characters are played by Carrie, yeah, but with a Samantha there's face. There's Carrie. There's Samantha Carrie. you got your Charlotte, you got your Miranda, and you've got... Faceless. Fan favorite faceless Samantha. Yes. But that's not what she wants, Joel. No, that's not the direction not what that this wants. series went, and I was surprised. It could, it could have gone this direction, and like if it wasn't for plot spoilers, email to us <laughs> yes. before we even started this series. Mm. 
We so would, we look, would have assumed that. Exactly. And if that does happen, again, do not email us. Don't email us at sandspensradio at gmail.com. For these spoilers. Do <laughs> not want. Don't do it, guys. I can hear you typing. Don't. Mm. Put your computer down. Exactly. But turn it up so you can still hear us. Yes. Yeah, she wants to be Samantha but not be Samantha. Mm. Uh, she, pretty much she wants to have sex like a man, mm. as she keeps saying, but we're not sure if sex like a man is that. I mean... Uh, I think it, just, uh, it just sounds like be a selfish lover. Uh, be a selfish... Or sex without commitment. Yeah. That's probably more what they were going like, for. This was the 90s, so gender and all that kind of stuff. It was, all it was 1998, I believe. Oh, so mm. yes. Tricky. Yeah, like 97. That's a year I could I could comprehend this completely. 99? Mm. Definitely. 98, though. My cusp. Yeah, it's cusp of confusing. Issues. Yes, so sex like a man, <coughs> which she does accomplish. Yeah, uh, so Samantha... Well, uh... Oof, we'll jump towards. I did jump ahead, but no way you can reel it back. It's all I right. Will, I will reel it back. I'll throw it back to you. Um. Yeah. Okay. So uh, after Samantha is shown, or talk, you don't actually see it. Mm. Don't actually see it. But Samantha's talking about how she slept with this younger dude who was like a stallion in bed. Don't think she actually says stallion, but I'm assuming she meant stallion in bed. Um, some kind of horse. Some least. kind of horse. He was a horse lover, but not an actual horse, Joel. No. He wasn't an actual horse. Not like Catherine the Great. No. No. He was, was like, like a stallion. Like, like, not like a not, 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 not a literal, literal horse, but like a literal horse. Yeah. But like literal figuratively. Sort of like how in Rocky 1 they uh-huh. call him the Italian stallion. But he's not really a horse. No. He is Italian though. See, I keep so I thinking see why that's confusing. That, that movie was about an anthropomorphic horse that could box. And that's why I've sort of shied away from it because it scared me. That is a scary concept, Joel, but it's not about that. He's okay. just an, he's a boxer man. All right. Much like how Samantha's lover was, was just a, a stallion in bed. Maybe a boxer. We're not sure. We're that's not given true. that much information. Mm. He was 20, I'm assuming, probably some kind of mixed martial artist man. <laughs> at least. Mm. Um, anyway, so after that, Carrie is at a bar with one of her best friends, uh, whose name I didn't write down. Stanford, the gay Stanford. one? Stanford. Yes. Stanford, her, her gay friend. Yes. Um, lovely bald man with glasses. Lovely bald <laughs> man. Snarky. Loved him. Mm-hmm-hmm. Big fan. Hope he reappears. Oh, me too. Um, and again, like, I don't want to know that he reappears or not. So again, do not email us. At sandspensradio at gmail.com. Please don't. don't. do it. Wink. Audibly. Yes. That reminds me. Don't forget to download your free Audible book from www.audibletrial.com forward slash sandspansradio. Sign up for a free 30-day trial. If you pick a book, you get to keep it, even if you cancel your subscription, Joel. Exactly. And you know what happens when you do that? We get 15 bucks. It feels like theft, but not actual theft. Don't call the cops. Mm. Back to the show. Yeah, back to the show. Pretty much Stanford, gay friend. Uh, they're out for lunch. Carrie sees former lover, a handsome mistake, mm-hmm. Kurt Remington, standing at the bar being a suave motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked so- like a young Gary Busey before <laughs> like the motorcycle accident. Yeah, before... So yeah, he had a similar thing to Mark Hamill, didn't he? Yeah. Good face, bad face. Mm, something happened and it wasn't great for the face. Yeah. Like rain. Mm. Mm. Sorry, Gary. Hey. You made you a can career relate. out of it. Oh, I can. There we go. <laughs> and you still got you, you still got the same face. That's I mean, true. The tumor could grow it, through your that's face. That's true. Who knows? It might hit like my handsome gene in my brain and things <laughs> just go all kinds of haywire. Hey, maybe it'll hit the Joel gene in your brain and we'll have the same face. That's that could be look, I'm not a doctor, again. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know if that can or cannot happen. So again, no spoilers. <laughs> don't and email don't us. Don't email us at all. Uh, yeah, so Kurt Remington, handsome mistake, carries like Sanf- Stanford. Mm. I'm not going to go there again. I made the mistake when I was 27. Mm-hmm. I made it when I was 29. I made it when I was 31. 
I think I'm still 31 in this episode. Yeah, I, so. I, I want to say she made it when she was like 19 or something. No, she Did definitely she? said 31. Because that mm. confused me because I thought she was 31 in the episode. <clears throat> and I was paying a lot of attention. I was also okay. taking notes. Yes, me too. So um, I missed that bit. Yeah, so she said 27, 29, 31. So she might be 32. So she's like, oh. I made this mistake last year. Or like, it could have been like, I'm 31 and it, like, she made the mistake like two weeks ago. Yeah, we don't, we're not sure. We they don't, don't know. That's, that's probably my big criticism. They don't give us a date and a time yeah. during the th- whole episode. Oh, yeah, there was a prequel. If we'll the, give to that. If only there was a prequel. Mm. That could explain wrote, yeah. the Kurt Ramington. Exactly. Maybe, you know, where she sat down and wrote some diaries. I don't know. <laughs> hey. I don't know yet. Hey. Who knows? It could happen. Who am I to say? Yeah, so Kurt, she's like, hey, Kurt. No, she's not like, hey, Kurt. She's like, hey, Stanford. Stanford. Mm. Hey, gay best friend. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm not going to make the mistake again. By the way, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back in a second. And she's like, uh, wink. Audibly. Mm. Audibletrial.com forward slash Sandspans Radio. Just go there. Just go there. Get your free book. Uh-huh. Then we get a we get a lovely voiceover that's just like, it was at that point I realized that- oh, Straight direct to camera as well. Direct to camera. That's what, oh, that's what I like to see I in Sex it. in the City. I and I'm it. very sad that it does get phased out, apparently. I know. Like, to me, it's great because, again, it's like, get rid of that narrator, but you has the narrator who is there in the thing. Ah, oh, it's lovely. Love it's it. great. Great. Big fan. It's um, like, you know, my, like, you, you see, have you seen Boondock Saints? I have not. Ah, see, one of my favorite things about that film is mm-hmm. when it has, like, Willem Dafoe going back into a crime scene that's sort of happening, and it's happening around him, and he's sort of talking everyone through it. Ah, uh, he walks through the yeah, scene. Yeah, it's very cool, very sexy. I like it. That is, yeah, that's a thing I like too. Mm. I feel like I've seen a film that does that as well, but I Was can't Was it Boondock remember. Saints? Yes! There, there you go. Have you seen Boondock Saints? I have. Yeah, there's this scene uh-huh. where, I almost said Kevin Spacey, but that's... I think the- you might have mean Willem Dafoe. <laughs> uh, yeah, where Willem Dafoe mm. walks, walks us through a murder scene. Oh, yeah. And like... So it's happening all around him, and he's he's just walking straight through it. And, like, talking us through it, because it's a film. How great is that? That reminds me of a film I once saw, where the same thing sort of happened. Yep. I think it was like, have you seen Boondock Saints? I haven't. Amazing. We'll stop this before we just get to a loop. (laughs) Anywho. Um, She she approaches Kurt. No. No, she doesn't approach him yet. She has a voiceover, Mm. a realization. Hey, this is the exact point in my life where I can make a change. I can do some research. I can become... Sex like a man. Well, I can't be- become sex like a man. No, but she I can, can have- become sex like a man. She's <laughs> but- actually going to be- become this weird kind no, of... No, Joel. This is like the Samantha thing all no, over again. Oh, okay. She doesn't actually want to become sex like a man. She just wants to experience sex like a man. Like with a dildo. No. That's <gasps> a joke they made in the episode, though. <sighs> that's like one of the first lines. Hey. Great gag. I laughed. I actually, did. like, this, sound, this isn't my sincere voice, but what I'm saying is sincere. It, it did happen. Was that like the first dildo gag on TV ever? Oh, maybe. 1998 was a rough time for dildos. Mm. Um, barely any pl- airtime. So I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll roll with it. Uh, if that is incorrect, email us at sandspansradio at gmail.com and we'll happily go admit back. Admit we're wrong. Admit we're wrong. Uh, go back, re-edit this episode, and upload it again with <laughs> your email you. in the middle of it. I'm just going to leave a pause now just so that if we are wrong, it's easy to edit in an apology. Good. So if you just heard a silence, we weren't wrong. Mm. So she's like, no, all right, Kurt, I'm coming for you, bro. She doesn't say that, but she <laughs> thinks it. But she doesn't really. She's like, hey, no, this is my chance. Sex like a man. It's happening. Uh, it's so good. And she comes up and, like, he's fucking smoking, like, a cigar or some bullshit. Was he smoking a cigar or just a cigarette? I think he was, yeah, he was smoking a cigarette in a bar. And yeah. you turned and looked at me. You're like, I miss smoking in bars. I know. And that's the thing. is like, I'm an ex-smoker. And, fuck, man. Man, it's, like, fucking smoking in that whole scene. It's, like, it's, it's just, like, 
It's sexy. It's dirty. Powerful. It's powerful. It's raw. And you're like, you know, he's a wild card. Fuck yeah, smoking. I'm so glad I gave it up. But oh, I want one so bad. But I'm glad I gave it up. But it's sexy as fuck. Yeah, I have a similar thing when I watch Mad Men, my second favorite TV show. Yes. Uh, where I never really, like, I'm not a smoker at all. Like, I have had cigarettes, but I've never been, like, a smoker smoker. Uh. Haven't been like, oh, I'm addicted, or like, hey, I smoke every time I go out. Yes. But watching that makes me wish I could smoke on airplanes all the time, oh, Joel. I know. It's just like one of those things, like, man, I miss doing that in a bar. Fuck well, yeah, I miss smoking on airplanes, and it hasn't happened since the six. You are an old, old man, apparently. (laughs) Surprise. Hmm. At the start of this episode, Hmm. when I said I was in my mid-20s, I lied. Yes. Actually, (laughs) mid-60s. (laughs) Mid-60s. Again, math, not our strong suit. Mm. Um, So, yeah, she takes... Kurt is like, hey, come to my place at three. She's like, I'll be there. We'll be banging. We'll be banging. Uh, The scene then pans across at the bed. Carrie's having a great time. Yep. Again, that aforementioned cunnilingus. Yeah, because I was about to get mad because she's got a sheet over her. I was like... Oh, fuck. I thought Sex and the City would be the one show that actually got how sex works properly. Now, this might be a spoiler, but I'm pretty certain that Carrie Bradshaw never shows her boobs. That's okay. Hmm. I don't really I don't really mind about that. That's not my biggest issue was like not yeah, I didn't care about boobs. I don't care, Joel. I know, I'm just I saying I just don't care, just Joel. A, a little bit of a spoiler there that the actress, Sarah Jessica Parker, does not show her boobs. Sarah Jessica Parker. SJP. Yes. <laughs> SJP. Not one nip. Not even one. Not even one. Not even a, not even a hint of areola. Well, that's okay. That's hey. Is I I believe that that would probably have been in a contract. Exactly. She it was like, hey, I'll do this show. More power but... to you, Carrie. Yeah. No. Slash. No. Make your own rules, SJP. Carrie. Make mm. your make your own rules, Sarah Jessica. Make Parker. your own way. You can go your own way, Carrie. Sarah Jessica Parker or Carrie. Can I call you Carrie, Sarah? Sarah. Good. That's mm. gonna make it easier. For anyway. Us. So Carrie, yeah, pans across, was worried because I was like, oh man, there's the whole bed sheet up to the neck thing that mm. doesn't happen when you have sex with people. Where is the dude going to be in this situation? And then... Surprise! Surprise, he crawls out from under the sheets. He was going down on her. Like a champ. And then he's like, my turn. Like, expecting a sneaky blowjob in return. She's just like, nah. Listen, mate. I'm Fuck done. Fuck you, I gotta go to work, bitches. And, and off he's... he's off yeah, off she just kills. chuffs off. Uh, he is left looking like a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. But, but he's, you know. he's very into it, though. And she feels empowered. And so that's good. That's good for her. And you know what? Like, Kurt, look. look it didn't go how you went, but, like... There was nothing stopping you from having a cheeky little, your own, like, jerking off while going down on her. That would have been fine. Hey, I guess that, well, if he's ready to go, like... He could have been doing it. He could have been doing it. And then, look, he could just do a couple more over the Well, like I said, like like I've been rallying for since before even did this. There Mm -hmm. should be a Sex and the City remake for HBO Now, 2015, shot like Game of Thrones. Hey, we'd be able to see stuff like that. Yeah. That's what you want on television. Exactly. Joel. Just just an erect penis on television, just just coming across the screen. Yeah, like but I like on like, HBO. Yeah, because it's so it'll be artfully done and tasteful. Tasteful. Not like porn. No, but like just tasteful. Like, no, like lighting like, and shit. Like in Game of Thrones. Yeah, tasteful. Like, tasteful. Very tasteful. Very very tasteful. Very tasteful. Although no, Game of Thrones doesn't have an erect penis at all. I'm not a fan of that show because it's mm, like really. I mean, honestly, mm. when I look at my life, they've only got space. People only have space for two TV shows, Joe. Yep. Mine's obviously Sex in the City and Mad Men. That makes sense. Yeah, like sorry, Game of Thrones. Have Rule some of two. Wreck penises. Rule of two. Um, like there was Sith. there was a few surprises in the episode. Uh, like I said, I have casually seen Sex in the City before. <laughs> it is my favorite show in the world. There was something I didn't expect from the pilot, and I didn't think he would get introduced until much later in the series. Yes. Mr. Big makes an appearance. I know, and I finally found out how he got the name Mr. Big. 
I okay, we had discussed this outside the episode, and I'm happy to recreate the discussion. Let's do it right now. Hey, Joel, do you know why they call him Mr. Big? No, I, I don't know. I guess maybe does he have a big penis? Is it something to do with his dick, Joel? I'm assumed, not sure. I assumed it was to do with either his penis or his height. Yeah. No. Turns out, well, that was our discussion. Uh, that happened. Word for word. Word for word. We wrote it down. Mm. Uh, but no, it actually turned out that Mr. Big <laughs> got his name because he's a big shot. Yes. He's, he's a big shot city guy. He's like Donald Trump, but younger. Yeah. Next Donald Trump, but younger. And handsome, I think, is the direct quote Samantha says. Yes. Um, yeah, and he's introduced as sort of a nice dude. Uh, not married. No. Carrie notices that. Yeah. Picks up her tampons. And and condoms. And con- Tampons and condoms? Or is it just condoms? No. I think it might be just condoms. Mm. Mm. I thought it was... Do I know what tampons... Yes, I do. No, I thought... That, I thought... <laughs> hey. Picks up condoms. He's just like, whatever. Have a sick one. Yeah. Audible um, wink. Audible wink, audibletrial.com forward slash Sandspins Radio. Check it out. Check it out. Hey. I'd appreciate it. It's not advertising. It's just... That's what we do. That's what we do. Hey, that's the podcast world, guys. Subtly into the episode itself. (laughs) Intertwined. Mm. Uh, Yeah. He picks up the condoms. He's like, hey, that's cool. I will smile at you. Carrie sort of melts. That's good. That's the first introduction. I was like, oh, okay, if he doesn't appear again, that's cool. That's like meeting of chance. Yeah. It'll blossom. Yeah. No, but he's in the episode again later. Mm-hmm. Um, big plot point. Big plot point. Uh, so they're at a, pa- at a bar. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a shitty... It, no. It's a lower upper to upper upper class bar, but a shitty one. Yeah. Like everyone's there to fuck... But not really, but they are, but they kind of don't want to make it like known that they're Because they're lower upper to yeah. upper class. Upper upper class. Yeah. Yeah. In one York. of those bars. One of those bars. Mm. I have been known to visit. I yes, haven't. I have, again, <laughs> uh, I could probably maybe see them across the road when I'm <laughs> sitting down <laughs> on, on my broken treadmill eating meringue and being like, I wish I, I had enough fancy tumor. thing to go <laughs> in there. Maybe the brain tumor pity might work, <laughs> but I don't think it would yeah. at all. Yeah, no. Uh, it didn't look like the type of bar where you could pick up a lady with a brain tumor. Uh, I don't. I don't think it would be the type of bar I could even get into. <laughs> not dressed like that. No, not no. dressed like anything I own. Not even if I asked the bouncer very nicely and slipped <laughs> what would happen to be my wallet at the time. <laughs> which, knowing me, a fiver. That's not going to get me anywhere. Maybe some coins. Maybe some coins. Have, in fact, fiver, but in coins. So like five dollars thirty, just in coins. But not like any gold coins. A lot of silver coins. So a lot I'd of like shake the hands. And let us still just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it no, like that. It, it wouldn't be like that, and he probably would have been like, "Sorry, mate, not tonight." No, not tonight. Not tonight. And then, like the girl I was with, he'd look at her, let her in, and I'd be like, "Damn!" And then she'd go and bang a millionaire, and I'd be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I'm out of luck. I wish. I'm out of luck. I wish they had a cure for brain tumors. I wish. I'm just gonna <laughs> go have some shitty migraine <clears throat> on this broken treadmill. <laughs> My life. <laughs> I wish at least there was rock climbing in my gym, but there's not. No. So I've got to climb the glass like a fucking gecko. <laughs> and then I just slide because I'm not a gecko and I don't have fucking pads on my hands. Let me be able to stick to walls. Yeah. It's unfortunate, it's a but that's problem. the life we live. <laughs> Joel, that's the life that we're dealt. I'm not a gecko we- man or a millionaire. <laughs> and I don't live in New York. Exactly. Which is my biggest problem, Very I disappointed guess. all around. Um, yeah, so Mr. Big then comes back later in the mm-hmm. episode. So he probably appears about, I'm going to say about 15 minutes into the 20... No, that's a bit... 12 minutes in. He appears yes. 12 minutes in. Probably bang, right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Doesn't appear for another 10. Then boom, he's back. He's back. He's, he's like, back. Samantha's like, that guy, I like him. That Are you guy... you going to hit on him? And, and Carrie's like, nah, no. bitch. 
I'm fine. I'm fine. And so Samantha's like, Samantha has a mine. crack. She gets like, like, an, like puma eyes, like a, like a you know, chick who's just like on the prowl, and she goes to pounce, but fails miserably. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, yeah, so you see Samantha talk about her Italian stallion, but not an actual stallion. Again, <laughs> not a horse. Just not a horse. Or just a, Rocky. No, not not actually Rocky Balboa either. Although, she never says his name. It could be. So are we saying that Sex and City <laughs> shares the same universe as the Rocky, Rocky films? Well, or just the first one? Well, Because Rocky <laughs> 2 onwards do not even share the same universe as Rocky 1. Is that what we're getting across now? No, Rocky Good. No, Rocky 2 is in the same universe as Rocky 1. Uh-huh. But 3 to 6 are just caused separate by... Separate universe. Separate universe caused by the brain tumor that he got from being punched in the head too many uh-huh. times. Simple. Okay, so basically, in the Rocky timeline, it's Rocky 1, 2, then there's a divergent. There's one where he sleeps with Samantha. Which becomes Sex in the City. Uh-huh. And one where he doesn't. And that he becomes dies. 3, 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> Correct. That's, that's where as we're at. As long as I'm Yeah, no, board. you're there. You're there. You've okay. understood. You've understood the Rocky theory. I mean... It's been circ- like it's been passed around fan theories for a while. Uh-huh. I thought you would be up. To- I honestly, I thought you would have done the research. Before oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I just it's all. I'm mean, it's all now. Like I've got the I got a piece of the puzzle, and it's all coming together. I'm understanding now. The Rocky timeline, Second City interjection. Got it. Yep. Um, I'm on board. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good. You're on board. Everyone's back on board. So yeah. So pretty much the end of the episode is Samantha striking out, even though she has had sex. Yeah, she had sex with a dude at the mm-hmm. well, talks about having sex with a dude at the start. She strikes out with Mister Big. And you're like, whoa, that's unlike Samantha. I know. Well, that's happening. Plotline B, which I have not even touched on yet. No, we have not. No, we have not. So which, just hold on to your seats. Yeah, so uh, which focuses around our gal Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. Who's, she's always so unlucky in love. She is. She's uh, the this, unluckiest. In this episode, uh, no exceptions. Uh, so we're introduced to the fact she's seeing a dude, Capote? Capote, yes. Capote, uh, who is, he owns art, expensive art. She's an art dealer. Seems like a, seems like a... Yeah, Good a marriage match. made in heaven. Marriage made in heaven, but they're not actually married, nor from actually heaven. No, the, no there is no actual angels in this. No. Unlike Michael, which was that film starring the other Italian stallion, John Travolta, where he was an angel from heaven. Like angels in the outfield. S- yes. Like that, but not like but that. Not like that at no all. actual angels. No actual angels. Any baseball, though. No baseball no in baseball. Michael, but he does slow dance to a woman in the middle of Times Square, I think, but he stops traffic because that's this power that every angel possesses. Fact. Can control lights. Fact. Mm. So yeah, Charlotte, unlucky in love, meets Capote, match made in heaven, but not actual heaven. He's not Michael, the other Italian stallion. No. Nor is he the original Italian stallion, exactly. Rocky. Neither Italian stallion. Not Also not Capote, Truman Capote. No. Not him either. No. Not him. Thankfully. Uh, yeah. That would have been a rough... That would have... That really would have really confused the Rocky yeah. timeline. And with that annoying voice going on, I don't think I could have handled it. Yeah, no, it would have been too much. Too but much. no, this pilot was really good because Truman didn't... Capote didn't appear in it. Exactly, and there was no angels. No angels. Which, you know, didn't um, complicate things. Yeah, so Charlotte is hanging with this dude. They go to this the nightclub that I'd mentioned earlier in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. The one that I no, couldn't get into. No, they don't go to the nightclub. They have a lovely date. Oh, that's right. They, yes. they have a lovely date. And she ends up at his apartment and she's like, no, I can't, I can't sleep with you. Exactly. Not- she doesn't want sex like a man. No. She wants sex like a lady. She's like, no, she like, this is really nice. Exactly. And I don't want to ruin that. Like, I've got work in the morning. She's like, look, I'll just get a cab. We'll go out for dinner on Friday. Yeah. He's like, yeah, sick. Yeah. Walks her out. Saturday, but anyway. Saturday. Splitting hairs. Who cares? Go on. No, I, I care. I care. We do. With a, with a show about facts about Second City, it was a Saturday. An episode by Next episode. Saturday. In-depth analysis, Joel. Yes. That's what we're here for. So this, we do care. It was, it was Saturday. next Saturday, kissing the lips, and he's like, where are you going? West side? Oh, you know what's there? Hey, scoot over. 
I want to come in. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. He's going to her apartment. Like, this is kind of nice. No, it's... Not at all. Uh, He gives two separate addresses and she's like, that's that nightclub. Chaos. Chaos. That's the nightclub chaos, which not to be confused with the nightclub from Charmed, which has a different name, but I feel like... It might also be chaos. Yeah, it might also be called chaos. Also, chaos kind of sounds like an underground lair of a 90s villain. Yeah, or a goth club. Mm. It's neither of those things. Neither of those things. Neither of those things. Skeletor only makes one slight appearance. It's in the bottom left-hand corner. Just look out for him. He'll be there. He audibly winks at the camera. But he'll disappear in about... It's only like several frames. Easter egg. Um, We did have a discussion when he first appeared. I claimed that, no, that was just Miranda. Mm. uh, And she wasn't winking. And that you should definitely probably look at those brain scans again. (laughs) But you know, okay, but hey, hey, look again because of the hiccup, we, because of those hurdles, we couldn't actually go back uh, to actually rewatch because it would have caused more buffering issues and again delayed this even further. Yeah, so um, we just had to assume that one of us was incorrect and one of us has a brain tumor. Um, unfortunately, fans, I've got some bad news about my brain. <laughs> uh, we decided that it must be me with the brain tumor because that couldn't have been Miranda because it was clearly Skeletor winking at the camera audibly. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, so Capote jumps in the cab with her, gives an address. She's like, that's chaos. He's like, look, this has been a lovely night. And hey, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I just really need to have sex tonight. Which my hat goes off to this guy. <laughs> like the balls on Capote in this, like just this one scene. Because there were several options there. He has so many options. He could do like, goodbye, Charlotte. Have a good one. I'll grab close the, the cab. cab. She chuffs off. Next cab, please. Or call up next cab, please. Right? Yeah. That's your option. Option two, oh, you're going to chaos. Yeah, I'm meeting some friends over there. I thought we were going to have a lot longer thing, but hey, I know they're having a party. I've got some friends having a beer. Like, hey, I don't have work tomorrow. You do? Hey, no problem. So many things. So many things you could be just just lied about. No, straight up. No, I want to get laid. This is what I want to do. This is what's going to happen. And then they talk about how dinner on Saturday is still a thing. Charlotte seems unhappy with it, but Capote is just like, yeah, no, cool, dinner. Sounds good. (laughs) I could use a feed. (laughs) So again, well done, Capote. Uh, yeah, Charlotte, bad luck. Mm, mm. So then the twist that happens. Ah, yes, back to the twist. Yes. He heads to that chaos. Twist, yes. <laughs> he heads to chaos. World number one undefeated champion, Samantha, mm-hmm. who has just. She's just, just struck out with Mr. Big, but you know what I like about Samantha? She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. No. Capote strolls in. She's like, who's this lad? Exactly. Who's this handsome fella? Uh, yeah, and then she sleeps with... Well, okay. no, we don't necessarily know who she sleeps with. That but brings us to Conalinga scene number two. Number two. Capote bringing Samantha to his house. <clears throat> they both comment on the piece of art that Charlotte, Charlotte had previously commented yes. on uh, about five minutes earlier. Capote goes down on her... In front of that painting. In front of the painting. Have a shit one, Charlotte. Have a shit one, Charlotte. Mm. Um, but yeah, Samantha, no, good job. She rebounded well from Mr. Big Thing. Exactly. Well, that's happening... The main plot line with Carrie, she meets up with Mr. Big. Mm-hmm. He's just like, hey, get in. Because, yeah, she's like, I oh, know, I can't get any cabs. Where are the cabs? I can't catch one. I'm going to have to walk home like an idiot. And then Mr. Big comes up and he's like, get in my car. That, to me, scared me. Not going to lie. I was a bit worried. Yeah, he was very creepy. Um, I actually, I have I have a note here. It actually says, Mr. Big is a creep. Mine just Carrie is capitals. weird into it. Why does she get into Mr. Big's car? I was, I was, I was concerned. Because she doesn't know this guy. She's met him twice. Yes, he could be like the future Donald Trump or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or that young Donald Trump. Younger. But we don't know that. He mm. could be like, that could be his thing. He's like, he's that rich and powerful. He's going to be like, I'm just going to pick up this random girl and I'm going to like, again, murder her or like 
you know, skin her, wear her face on my face. <laughs> well, Maybe I'll be the next Italian Stalin. Who knows? Well, that's the thing, though, Joel. We haven't seen enough of the series to know that that didn't happen. That's very true. We don't. Yes, we, we don't know that. We don't know that he is now not Carrie. We're, well, just wearing Carrie's face. Mm, that's very true. Ah, uh, wait. No, they have a conversation outside of the car. He drops her out. Because uh... the last that brings me to the last lines of the episode where. So Carrie and Mr. Big have had a discussion. Mr. Uh, Carrie has told Mr. Big about her having sex like a man versus stable relationships of a lady early thirties. Yep, and yep, she's yep. Uh, and Mr. Big's like, "You haven't been in love." And she's like, "No, no, of course I haven't." Fuck you, man. I'm my own woman. I'm my I'm own my, woman. I make my own way, which I is good. No, good. Said. No, she sassies him. Good. He probably deserves yeah. it at this point. Mr. Big, fuck you. But. But he recovers like a champ. He does recover. He's like, hey, have a good night. And then Carrie walking out of the car realizes what he just said. And she's like, wait, have you been in love? And he's like, absolutely. And gives her the double barrel finger like, fuck you. <laughs> no, no, he well, doesn't. We don't see that. Uh, but I'm assuming he's doing it underneath like, where uh, yeah, like, the window and the car is. So It's like, very tinted mm, car. So he's doing it to her. She can't see it. We can't see it. But we know. We know. He's doing it. But I do like Carrie's opening line to him. Like, not like the, the, her actual opening line. But when like... They start talking and chatting. It's like, hey, so what do you do for a living? What do you do for crust? Because again, that's like common question. It's like, what do you do for life? What do you do for a living? How and rich are like, you? Are you lower upper class or are you upper upper, upper, upper class, class or m- you know medium upper class? Or are you trying to like crawl up that glass wall like a gecko, <laughs> you idiot? And I'm like, well, I guess you already know the answer to this. Ah, uh, you've I seen get me, in here? yeah, from across the bar. You've seen me at the gym. <laughs> I thought they were tinted. Yeah. I guess they were wrong. Anywho, uh. She's like, um, so I'm a sexual anthropologist. That's her line. That's her, that's what she does. She's, I'm a sexual anthropologist. And he says, He's like, are you a whore? <laughs> I think he says hooker, which is. Or slight- are you a hooker? <laughs> yes, are you a hooker? He's like, as, yeah. He says it is sort of caution. Okay, his caution is probably turned up to about a twenty percent, just in case she says yes. yes. He's like. As in a hooker? I know. He's just like, are you a hooker? Which means I can murder you now because that's a thing that we do in the 90s. Sex in the City can be about me. Hmm. Uh, uh, And like that to me is not a good opening line. Yeah, it's interesting. Definitely. Well, I guess his opening line to where is get in my car. That's true. I guess they're uh, a marriage made in heaven. Maybe he's an angel. Maybe. He Um, does look Italian. Yeah. Not going to lie. He does look Italian. Maybe he's the original Italian style. No, Maybe. he's not. Rocky is. Yeah. And Michael's number two. Yes. So mm. he's Italian style number three. I guess so. Yeah. Well, maths suggest that is the case. Mm. But you haven't even really mentioned uh, uh, Miranda's uh, storyline as well, which also does intertwine with the others, which is her getting up with Skipper, who is the nerd of the episode, the hopeless romantic, the person who is just like, I'm just a nice guy. Sort I'm of how a, Samantha nice is meant to be... A woman having sex like a man. Skipper is shown to be a having man sex like, like a, a woman. woman, wanting stable relationships, and mm. he also says he hasn't had sex in about a year. Oh, poor, poor Skipper. Yeah, Skipper, man, bad <laughs> luck, bro. Yeah, but yeah, he's also portrayed as a piece of shit. Like I, I don't really like him. Ah, uh, he was too much of a dweeb. Yeah, he's just—he's not assertive. He's not dominant. He's not anything. He's just—he's someone. He's like I—I I just, ugh, like, uh, he's just awkward, awkward as fuck. My glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, a bit like that. it looked a little bit like Tom Hanks, but with a jerry curl. Yeah, which but is like a shit Tom Hanks with a jerry curl. With glasses. With glasses. My glasses. Yeah, I did not like. I did not like Skipper at all. But he did end up hooking up with Miranda. So props to him. Yeah. No. Good job. Even though Miranda was like this piece of shit. She's like, I'll, I'll. I'm out of. I'm out of his league. 
I'll for, I'll forgive his one fatal flaw of being too nice. Too nice. But I, I understand where Miranda's coming from. When someone is too nice, I'm creepy. sus. I'm it's creepy. sus. It's creepy. Exactly. Don't come across as too nice. There's two things I'm into, Joel. Girls with glasses and girls that are kind of a bitch to me. Mm-mm. I like a woman that can put me in my place and tell me what to do. Yeah, well... Skipper is neither of these things. No, he's not. He's also... <laughs> I was like, he's also not a woman, but you just stated that, Joel. <laughs> you just stated that. I know, So Joel. yeah, that's, um, that's the plot of the pilot, uh, mm-hmm. Sex in the City. So the first episode of Sex in the City. Yep. Sex in the City. Um, so that brings us to sort of like the conclusion part of this podcast, where we're just going to answer a few questions. Yep. And we're going to do this every single uh, every episode from, from now on in. So you have the questions, Joel. Oh, so I do. I do. So uh, uh, first off, question one, how many sex scenes are there in total? Because again, math. That's what we like in this show. Uh, I believe there was three. Three? I was going to say 3.5. Ooh. See, I would assume that Skipper is breaking his, his dry spell with Miranda. Yeah, it's... Because there is marrying, that little thing when they're talking about when, like, you know, that movie where that chick is, like, up against a chain link fence... And like Charlotte's like, I hated that movie, but Miranda's into it. So I'm guessing she was going to try and re-emulate. She was going to try and emulate that scene by banging Skipper up against a brick fence or might have been chain. I was taking notes during that time. Wasn't paying uh, attention. It was just a wall. It was a building wall. I don't think mm. I don't think she's recreating any scene in that I part. think she was going to re- try and recreate well, that scene. We so see I, three sex scenes do. and one's implied. However, those sex scenes aren't necessarily penetration sex. No, they're not. No. Two are kind of lingers. Ooh, so there's only one sex scene, really. There's only one. Mm. And that's in the opening. Opening scene. Speaking in the first of, two minutes in. Mm. Mm. They kind of mm. blew their wad early with yep. sex scenes. So really, one sex scene, two cunnilingus, one hinting at a maybe possible third. One makeout sesh that leads to sex, but we don't see the sex. That's very true. And the Italian stallion, of course, that happened off screen, maybe in between Rocky 2 and 3. We don't know. We're not sure. Mm. Hard to say. Hard to say. Episode 2 will probably answer all of these questions. I'm hoping so. Next question is, uh, who had the shittest one? Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte shit one York. Yes, uh, Charlotte like shit one York. Her. Yes, he definitely had the shittest one of all the characters, uh, including... No, no, Skipper had a pretty good one. I was going to say including all the side characters that we saw. Yeah, probably better than all the side characters. Yeah. No, Charlotte really lost this episode. Yeah, she... Mm. Better luck next time, maybe. But yeah. you are Charlotte shit one York, so... So, uh, by that nickname, I don't think you're going to have a good one. It's a fan favourite nickname, Joel. Mm. Mm. I do like it. Next question is, who had the raddest time? Uh, I'm going to say... Whew. See, I want to put forward sh- Samantha. Yeah, I was going to... That's two votes for Samantha, and there's two hosts of the show. So that's two for two. That's Samantha, two for two. What a rad time Samantha has. Not only did she bang the Italian stallion... Rocky who himself. Who might have been a horse, who might have just been Rocky... <laughs> Yet to be decided. Either way, what a rad time for her. Then she's like, I struck out with Big. Oh, well, I don't care. Plenty of fish in the sea. Capote. Capote. Sick. So her having a rad time also contributed to Charlotte having a shit one. Which adds to her rad time, I feel. And also adds to Charlotte's shit time. So It's, just <laughs> it's like, a cycle. Oh, oh. Like the higher Charlotte, uh, the, the lower Charlotte gets in this episode... Which is the opposite of the gesture I'm making at the moment. I know. <laughs> You're making it above your head, so I'm assuming that means high. So low. Well, so you can only have to go higher than that. So another foot above your head is where Samantha is. That's what I'm saying, Joel. That's that's what I'm Perfect. saying. Perfect. So Samantha, rad time. Oh, well, sorry. Samantha, rad time up here. Charlotte, Charlotte shit, shit time, up. but up here. I know you can't see me gesturing, okay, but imagine me gesturing poorly. Put one hand above your head. Yep. <laughs> Hover it above your scalp. Yep. Put the other arm fully outstretched. And then like make a right angle with your hand. <laughs> so that one is outstretched. 
That's yeah. where Samantha is. That is Samantha. The one, the one, one that's resting just slightly above your head, also at a right angle. That's Charlotte. Mm. Charlotte shit one York. So uh, I think this will also answer our questions. Let's just, let's rank the uh, the ladies in order here. So Ooh. of course, number one, number one Samantha. Samantha. Number four, we definitely have Charlotte shit one York. I'm gonna put Carrie number two, mm-hmm. Miranda number three. Miranda was mean in this episode, and I yeah. didn't like it. She was, like, too mean. Yeah, Miranda was just... I, I wasn't having none of her. She's like, even though I don't like Skipper, she was kind of being a little bit of a bitch to him. I mean, he was clearly... She was having a bit of fun with him, I feel. Which, I do feel. But it was, like, but it was mean-spirited mean fun. Mean fun. She was kind of bullying him. Yeah, she was bullying him. And then she gave him a pity fuck. Well, that's... Yeah, that, I feel like which, that's also a form of bullying. Yeah, I don't I don't like that at all. If mm. I want someone to fuck me, I don't want to have a pity. Unless mm. it's, again, the Italian Stallion, who is like, you look, you lost that battle. We had a good, good boxing fight. I've seen you there trying to climb that glass wall. Didn't succeed. I'll fuck you. I'll fuck you. Um, thank you, Rocky. Next time. Hey, uh, maybe I can also fix this treadmill and maybe buy you some more mingering. Thank you. You're so lovely hey. to me. And then he'll like make me an egg milkshake and I'm like, mm, no, this mm, is not for me. Mm, and then he'll mm. just leave you on the broken treadmill with your mingering and a sore butthole. Hey, you will. So speaking of that, who's our favorite boy this episode? Four favorite boy. Controversial because he's clearly a dick, but Capote. You loving Capote? I loved just that that scene in the cab. I know, just the balls on that old Capote is just like, well done, mate. Just but good I job. Will say that big because I yeah in the episodes I've seen he's usually a piece of shit. Mm. It was all right this episode. Mm-hmm. My favorite boy, however, I'm going to put down my boy Stanford. Ah, oh, right, of course. I can relate to Stanford. I can <laughs> you... because he's looking at Carrie and he's like, oh my god, don't do that. Please don't do that. Stop doing that. You're embarrassing not only yourself, but me, and most importantly, me. me. Yeah, he's, he's Please a, stop. He's, so he's my favourite boy in this episode. Yeah, you, I honest, I want to change my answer, but I can't. No, of, it's already written in stone. Because of the laws of podcasting. That is very Joel. true. And our last and final question is, how sick of the theme song are we? Well, we've only heard it twice so far, three times if you count the fact that during our one of our hurdles it had to rebuffer. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I am. So three times so yeah, far. Yeah, three times so far. It's okay. It's I'm liking catchy. it. I'm liking it. I'm not hating it at all. No, it's, it's really good. quite soothing to my ears. Yeah, yeah. Not good. Mm. Good. That's been episode one of Joel's in the City. Uh, this was Sex in the City from the TV show Sex in the City, season one, episode one. Yep. I hope that if you've listened to this podcast as a fan of one of our previous shows, you now feel like you have also watched Sex in the City. And if you haven't. Gorilla Vid, if you haven't got the DVDs, which if you haven't, shame. Go buy them. Go buy them on Blu-ray. Not sure if they're out in Blu-ray. Are they? Who knows? Email HBO. Yes. I'll send you a copy. Yes. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any feedback, email us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com. If you have any questions, also email us at sanspantsradio at If you have any spoilers, don't email us. No, we just do not want to know about these spoilers. So I've been Joel. I've also been Joel. I hope your sex has been pleasurable in this city. Mm. I hope to one day pleasure your city with my sex. <laughs> Thank you. While I'm scaling this glass ceiling. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.